serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for kickoff, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Hallsville Indians. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Almost time for district championship football, and your Hallsville Indians have made the trip to Bowling Green to take on the undefeated Bobcats with a trophy in their sights. And we should have a good one in store for you tonight. Happy Friday, everyone. By far the coldest that it's ever been when we came on the air for a broadcast this season. Hope wherever you're at, you're bundled up nice and warm. But Justin and I are excited to get things going here. Justin's got his, his winter coat and his hat on. He's ready to call the game. We're ready to go. And a good matchup on tap tonight for a Hosel team that comes in winners of back-to-back. Obviously, both playoff games against Palmyra and Cinchilla. I do want to say... Justin Kraft with me. I'm Ben Schmidt. Blake Gasway will be joining us throughout the night down on the sidelines. So happy to have him with us. But Justin, now I'll give it to you. Hopefully a very good matchup tonight between the Indians and the Bobcats. Oh, yeah, for sure. Rematch on tap here tonight in Bowling Green. And this one is definitely going to be a good one. These two teams seen each other before. And this is a rematch for the ages again this year in the district championship game. And I know we're nice and warm up here, but I know Blake is taking in all the elements down there on the field. But we are definitely in for a treat. This one definitely going to be a fireworks type of game here in Bowling Green tonight between the Indians and the Wildcats. Will you talk about that rematch? It was this exact same scenario a year ago, district championship game on the line, except the game took place in Hallsville. The undefeated Indians hosted that game, but Bowling Green came on the road and took that one 42-30 to 30, 
And with so many players on this on this Hallsville team returning, I mean, you look at there was um, eight returning offensive starters that played in that game last year. I'm sure they have a sour taste in their mouths and would love to get some revenge here tonight. It's going to take a lot, though. Uh, mentioned Bowling Green comes in at 10-0, 7-0 in the district. They have some gaudy offensive numbers. They scored 705 points on the season. That's an average of 70.5 points per game, and they're averaging 475 yards per game. They are one heck of a train that Hallsville is going to have to try and derail tonight in. I think that's going to be the key in this one. Can Hallsville's defense step up to the task and, and knock down Bowling Green from that perch of the offensive firepower we've seen? Yeah, we will see what Hallsville's defense can do against the Bobcats and find a way to really stop that train and derail it and make it come off the tracks or make a stop. But really, they just got to find a way to just collectively play good defense, sound football, and give the offense a good shot at moving the football down the field and having production and putting up points on the board because when you're the opponent on the road especially you got to come out guns a blazing and find a way to you know change the momentum change the tide early well we talked to coach Kiners about some of the elements of this game and don't want to give away too much we'll go to him in just a moment but Going to the offensive side for Hallsville, we may see a quarterback dynamic tonight that we have not seen in a, any game throughout the season. I'm talking about the combination of Brayden Matheny and Colton Nichols. So I'll leave it up to Coach Conyers to explain what I mean by that when we come back in just a moment, hear everything he had to say ahead of this district championship game. Don't go anywhere. We're on the pregame show here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hallsville and Bowling Green. Coach Conyers is next. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Welcome back to the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. And for the third time now, this playoffs, I want to welcome on head coach of Hallsville, Justin Conyers, to the broadcast. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Big game tonight against Bowling Green. It is, yeah. It feels good to still be having these conversations, doing these interviews at the time you're, you're playing this late into the season. Uh, obviously, it's a blessing to be here. So first thing, and, and obviously you guys played so well last week on the road at Centralia getting a win, but if you're just having to pick one thing that stood out to you from that victory, what would it be? Uh, can I pick two instead of one? I have to pick one on both sides because then I don't feel like I'm doing either side justice. So That's fair. Let's start, That's defense. Fair. Let's start defensively. Let's talk, let's talk about uh, the 4-3 defense we played last week and how well our guys fit it and played it. I thought it uh, I thought it really gave Centralia some, diff some bits, different look they haven't seen from us. And uh, the way our guys were able to get to the football physically, like I said, their fits were huge versus that uh, you know dangerous run game that Centralia always proposes. So for us to go out and play as dominating as we did, almost flawlessly minus one play throughout the course of the night, uh, very proud of our defense. And then offensively, Really thought the difference maker, obviously, is Harrison with 30 carries again in the run game. And then how about Braden Matheny delivering the football in the first half the way he did uh, for us to take that 22-0 lead into halftime. I thought that really was the difference. I don't think they were prepared for us to be able to throw the ball as well as we did last Friday night. So speaking uh, about throwing the football, now your quarterback, or at least the one the last few games, Braden Matheny, 
How would you talk about the growth we've seen out of him, which is crazy how much we've seen him take the next step in just three games? He really has. And I thought even if you go back to that Blair Oaks game, when Colton goes down and he comes in, he doesn't play bad at all. He did all the things I asked him to do. The game plan wasn't really um, built around Matheny for that game. So I had a bunch of run game stuff in, obviously, Colton. And that's really not uh, his strength. So he's a much better passer week in and week out. You know, I thought I've seen him grow immensely in the past game. What I really like about what Braden brings to our offense is the when I tell him what to read and who to throw the ball off of, he makes a split-second decision and he gets rid of the football. Anybody who's watching us in the past couple of weeks and watching how fast the ball comes out of his hands and how precise he is with his reads, that's really where I've seen the most growth from him, and he's continued to do the same thing this week for us as well. So based on the fact that you talk about this week, is, is that the plan to roll with him and, and, and then just four start in a row tonight? I think you're going to probably see a little bit of both guys tonight uh, in this football game. We're going to, you know, um, Colton's back. He's got fresh legs. His, his shoulder's good. He's looked really good for us running the football this week. And he's thrown the ball well as, you know, as well, too. So for us to be able to have both of those guys to be able to, to really, you know, have our game plan built around two different strengths where we know if we get to a situation where we really need to throw the football a lot, then obviously Matheny's probably going to be our guy. Early on in the game, we need to be able to set the tone running the football, then we're going to be in there with Colton Nichols. So regardless of who is in there, and you did mention if it's a little bit more throwing the football, it probably will be Matheny. But keeping with the throwing part, last week by far the most involved all your receivers have been on offense. I mean, you look at all three of your main starters, all with five-plus catches. So how do you do that again this week, regardless of his throwing the football, keep that dynamic ability uh, in your pass catchers? For us, the way we've got things dialed up this week is, you know, Bowling Green likes to bring a lot of pressure, and so we're making sure that we're able to formationally have that stuff picked up and have it protected for our quarterbacks, whoever's back there throwing the football for us. So we wanted to make sure, once again, that we weren't just, you know, leaving the guys with just five-man, you know, five-man protections. We are able to get six- and seven-man protections. So when they're bringing those six-plus blitzes on us, uh, pressure packages, we're able to, like I said, have those things picked up, and it gives our quarterbacks a little bit more time to really be able to dial in and, and get to the reads. We're going to see a lot of cover one, cover zero pressures. So we're going to have to make sure that we're able to pick those up throughout the course of the night if we're going to have any success throwing the football. Coach Connors joining us here on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. So moving on to your defense side of football, hit on this just a little bit off the top of this interview uh, regarding last week. But your defense has played so well the last two games, and you look at allowing just just the amount, just one touchdown in the last two games. Do you think that there's been a specific reason why it's been such an improvement over the last two coming off of California where you guys give up 41? Yeah, to be honest with you, after the California game, I took 100% responsibility for the way we played defensively because we were not given our defensive side of the ball um, and, our, and our coaches on the defensive side of the ball the help that they needed. So what I said is that, that Saturday morning, you know, um, kids know I always talk about attitude and effort. And when I asked them if they knew why we lost the football game, they automatically pointed to attitude and effort. I uh, didn't think that we had the, that best that night. But I, I said, no, I'm going to own it. It was straight coaching. And uh, it was our responsibility to put you in better position to make more plays defensively. And so, really, it's been all hands on deck. All nine of our coaches on staff have had a part in the game plan defensively for the past three weeks. And I think that's really been the difference in having the ability to get the defensive side more help, more coaching, more eyes during practice has really allowed us to be able to get to better fits and, and tackling football better, too. 
So to simplify it as, as much as possible, what are some things you think you're going to need from that side of the football tonight against a more or really a prolific scoring offense in Bowling Green? I mean, number one, first and foremost, we have to. It, there's no time to make a call from the line, you know, from the sideline tonight. Uh, the way the Bowling Green sugar huddles and comes up to the line of scrimmage, they're going to break it. They're going to run up. They're going to get set. You literally have about 1.5 to two seconds to to get your shifts and get lined up correctly. So really, it's going to have to be our linebackers making sure we're getting the right string calls and getting our guys slid over into gaps where they're supposed to be. Uh, you know, really, it's going to be all on them tonight, making all the adjustments and all the checks that they possibly can, you know, in between plays. Uh, that's going to be very crucial for us. It's also going to be playing with physicality. Uh, you know, Bowling Green is going to try to create movement, get burnt to push on us, and we've got to make sure that we are doing option responsibilities by squeezing, tackling, dive, scraping quarterbacks, and then, Last year, something that really hurt us was the trap. They were able to, to really trap us to death during a couple series. And we got to be able to recognize those blocks and be able to fit better with our linebackers tonight. So any other initial thoughts regarding Bowling Green, maybe now about their defense side of the ball against your offense? You know, big thing is, once again, they're going to bring a ton of pressure. Every single game that I've watched on them is they're, they're bringing, you know, five, six-man pressures and really trying just to create chaos at the line of scrimmage. And they play, you know, fast and physical on, on the defensive side as well. Um, the challenge for us tonight is going to be, can, can we pick these guys up and can we block them? We have to flat get after them in the run game and you have to be able to pass protect as well. And so I've challenged our wide receivers because I haven't seen a ton of wide receivers go out and really block their outside linebackers, block their corners, block their safeties. We have to be able to do those things. And our guys have done a tremendous job throughout the course of the season of getting better at blocking on the perimeter. So those are going to be keys for our success tonight. So this year in this matchup between Hallsville and Bowling Green is a game later. You're into the district championship now, but it's kind of like the roles are reversed where they're the undefeated team, the hosting team, and you guys come in um, off of two straight wins, but the record is not where it was last year. So does the roles being reversed a little bit, maybe allow your team to play with a little bit more freedom and not having to face the pressure? There's zero pressure on us. That's what I told our kids is, and the other thing that you have to talk about is, are you satisfied just to be in this game, just to be here and be in this moment, or do you want to go win it? Uh, that's a question I've asked them all week long. Why not us, right? Now? Why not? Why can't we be the team that goes out and handles business tonight versus a very well-coached team? I mean, I, if we play the way we need to play, we should be in this ballgame. You know, I don't think anybody in the state gives us a chance other than the people inside of our locker room. So we have nothing to lose. I, I think exactly what you said is we could play with a little bit of chip on our shoulder tonight, and we could play – a little bit more freely because they have the pressure on them. They're the perfect team, just like we were last year, undefeated. They're sitting in the same seat. You know, they're the one seed exactly where we were last year. Uh, so hopefully we get the same type of ball game that we got last year and we're able to come up on the uh, on the winning end this year, being kind of the, the underdog for 2% tonight. A couple more questions before I let you go. Certainly an up-and-down season, but even early on you preached about really matters when you get towards the end of the season. You guys are getting hot at the right time. How feel, How good does that feel, one, for your team, but also as a coach to have your team kind of playing their best football when it really matters when it's win or go home? Right. You know, you, you heard us talk with you all season long about, you know, during the course of the season, after we win or lose, we say we're 0-0. Zero zero. But when you get to this point, your record matters because if you're not winning ball games, you're sitting at home and not practicing right now and your season's over. So we're 2-0 and oh right now. And we're, we played the best two weeks we played all season long. Consecutively, back-to-back wins for us and doing it in a, in a very dominating fashion with only allowing eight points, you know, in the last two games combined. So 
for us, this is where we need to be. Uh, it's just, can we get it done tonight on the physicality side? Can we be disciplined enough to go out and stop this horrific offense that they have that has scored 68 points a game? You know, nobody has challenged them yet uh, in that. They've had their way with everybody they've lined up and played, and the most points have been scored on this 14. So we have a tall task tonight. We know that. But there is no better way and no better place I'd rather be right now than playing our best football, you know, in week 12 here. All right, Coach, one of my final thoughts here. What, just in your eyes, what would a win on Friday mean for this Hallsville program? You know, the, the thing I'm most proud about is been here four years in this program with these seniors. This is my first graduating senior class, and we've had the opportunity to be in the district championship all four years. And so we've won two, we've lost one. And for this senior group right here to get this done tonight and and go out with a district championship under their belt, I, I think it's just going to be amazing for these guys. And it's going to be amazing for our community. You saw last week, once again, you know, late storms in that game, lots of heavy rain. Our crowd didn't go anywhere. It'll mean a ton to this community, ton to our student body base, ton to our faculty and staff. So I'm excited for the opportunity that, that arises for tonight. And like I said, I, I feel like we get to be the ones that are playing fresh, playing pressure-free and just excited, like I said, for this opportunity. All right, Coach, that's, I, I think, a pretty good place to wrap things up. Before I let you go, big game right at Hallsville and Bowling Green. Just anything else that you wanted to hit on? So once again, uh, you know, something I've talked to the seniors about all week long is, you know, when you get to this moment of the season, you really got to soak it all in because you don't know when it's going to be the last time that we do this all together. And so I, I want to, to give a huge shout-out to all of our seniors tonight and, and just really uh, to all the parents and let you guys know what this class has meant to us as a staff to be our first graduating class of four years since we've been here. This this group of young men has put in a ton of time, a ton of work, and uh, and really has set the tone to show our younger kids and our and our kids to come up and generations to come here at Hallsville about what football is really supposed to be about. So I just want to thank you guys uh, for all of your efforts and thank you parents that are listening in for everything that you do for our program. All right, Coach, well, I'll let you go now. Huge game tonight, Hallsville and Bowling Green in Bowling Green. Make sure to talk to you soon. And for everyone else, we will be right back on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show in just a moment. You've been listening to the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The excitement is building in the stands and the tension is rising on the sideline as kickoff is just around the corner. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Pond Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as we'll be back with kickoff right after these messages. This has been the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network.
creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. It's time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for the Indians radio network, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by... Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth for kickoff. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Things are getting started a little quicker than we thought. And it's Ben Schmidt alongside me, Justin Kraft, just seconds away from kickoff here on the Show Me Sports Network. Didn't mean to barge in, but we are ready to go. And before we do, let's send it down to the field. Blake, what do you got for us down there on the sideline? Hey, thanks, guys. I got to say, it's a rather chilly night down here, about 30 degrees. Temperature feels more like 20 degrees. The wind blowing right to left on your broadcast. However, we're just about ready. Bowling Green has the teed up. Hallsville will see their offense first. Well, thanks, Blake. Love to have you there for the first time all season down on the sideline. The kick is booted away. Hallsville will start with the football, bring it up past the 20-25, and then being tackled just ahead of the 30 is the returner for Hallsville. But there is a flag on the play. Man, we surely came crashing into this one, Justin. I guess the clock meant nothing to everyone here at the stadium. There was still three minutes left, and they decided we're ready to go. But once again, thanks to Blake Gasway. We'll be back with him on the sideline for the rest of the night. But now here comes the Hallsville offense. Heard Coach Kiners talk a little bit about the QB situation in the pregame, and I'm trying to see who it is leading the offense first to start this one. Once they assess the penalty, Hallsville is going to be backed up just a little bit more. It's Colt Nichols out there to start for Hallsville, his first start since the Blair Oaks game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we'll see what Nichols has in store here for this Hallsville offense and see if they can get something going here early on the road against this Bobcats defense. So Hallsville will start from their own 17-yard line. It's Nichols back under center for the first time in the last four games. He sends Xavier Stinson in motion from left to right, takes the snap, gives to Fowler. Actually, Nichols keeps it, tries to angle off the right side before he's hit and pushed out of bounds. It's going to be a short gain on the play. There are two different defenders there for Bowling Green in on the tackle, one of them being the linebacker, Lucas Jennings. And it looks like that's going to be a short gain, if any at all. They're on first down and first play back for Colt Nichols, and he's already in the offense with a run. Yeah, they're making sure 
to really implement him early here in this game and right away with the quarterback keeper tried to go to the outside there but the bobcats were able to swarm and get to him did pick up two let's see what they do here on second down interested to see the decision to go with Nichols first heard Conyers say if you get into a pass game may turn to Matheny second and nine it's gonna be a pitch to Fowler to the left side trying to bounce it to the outside now cuts back in the middle of the field he's got a nice game breaks tackle and there he goes across the 35 40 he's past midfield a stiff arm and out of bounds just before midfield Harrison Fowler's first carry of the game is gonna go for right around 30 yards what a run there by Harrison Fowler bounced it to the outside and along the sideline there and able to get out to about the 45-yard line. What a run. That train is moving already, and Harrison Fowler implementing what he's done all season and in these playoffs. He's doing it again here early. Well, we're inside, but the Hallsville away crowd is right in front of us, which, by the way, the entire away stands is completely full despite the temperature, and we could hear them yell first down from where we are inside. So they are already loud and rowdy for the first first down of the game. Now Hallsville's got it first and 10 from their own 44. It's another give to Fowler, but he's met in the backfield. He's not going to get back to the line of scrimmage. They may actually say that he did. So it's going to be a gain of nothing and bring up second and 10. Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gasway with us down on the sideline. We'll check in with him throughout the game. Be interested to hear a little bit later on throughout this one if Blake maybe could find that out, what the decision was to go with Nichols, and would assume we'll see Matheny at some point in this game. Regardless, it's going to still be second down and about 10 after the gain of nothing there on first down. Isaac Stinson is the wide receiver down the near side of the field, and then Seavers and Lampkins are on the other end. Both, or all three of the receivers had four-plus catches last week. That was with Matheny under center. It's second down and nine. Pistol formation give to Fowler. Actually, Nichols keeps it himself. He's going to turn the quarter. 45 breaks tackle and falls ahead in the Bowling Green territory. He's dragged down at the Bowling Green 49. So he's going to get about six yards on the play and make it third and short. Nice play right there. Second run of the game for Nichols. Yeah, nice run right there by Nichols, especially second down and long. Now it's going to make it a third down and manageable for the Indians. And a nice little delayed fake there to Harrison Fowler, and then Nichols did the rest. See what they can do right here on third down. So very important third down coming up here for Halls when you consider the, how dominant the Bowling Green offense is, averaging over 70 points a game. If the Indians could find a way to strike first here with a scoring drive, would be huge. There's three wide receivers on the play, along with Xavier Stinson, the tight end. Pistol formation foul directly behind Nichols. It's a give to foul right side. Just crossed the 50, driving the legs of the 47, but he needed to get to about the 46, and I don't think he got there. It's going to be third down, and based on where the near side referee is marking it, it's going to be, excuse me, I said third down. It's going to be fourth down in about a yard. It was third and four, and Halls were going to go for this. They're in Bowling Green territory, and they just need one yard to keep this thing going. Yeah, let's see what they're going to do here on fourth down if Nichols is going to keep it himself or give it to Fowler. Good pursuit right there by the Bobcats, able to swarm to Fowler and not let him pick up that first down. So like you said, it's going to be a fourth down and short. So huge play right here. Lampkins, the wide receiver, is now near us on the Hallsville side on Isaac Stinson goes to the other end. So just two wide receivers spread out. Everyone else in a block. You'd assume a run right here. Fourth down. Nichols is going to keep it himself. Trying to work left side. He's near the marker. Did he get it? I think he did. He needed about two yards, and it looks like that's right what he got. And that moves the chains, and he gets to the 44 of Bowling Green. He gets four yards on the play. Yeah, big run. Really strong run there by Nichols. Keeps the legs turning. Finds a way to get through the swarm of the front four there of the Bobcats and able to pick up the first down. Great quarterback 
designed run right there by Nichols on fourth down and one. So Nichols with 18 rushing touchdowns until he suffered that injury against Blair Oaks in week eight, makes his return to the lineup now on first and ten. A little bit of a run in, but he gets the handoff to Fowler. He's not going to get much, though. Gets back to the line of scrimmage. It seemed like the communication there was slightly off because when Nichols went to turn and give it to Fowler, they bumped into each other, and it's actually going to be a loss of one on the play, second and 11 coming up. Yeah, a little miscue, like you said, Ben, and the Bobcats, again, able to swarm right to Fowler and get to him for about a loss of one. See what they have designed up here from head coach Justin Conyers. First drive of the game for Hallsville. 0-0 score, Bowling Green and Hallsville. Good drive for Hallsville. They started at their own 17. Big play was coming on the Fowler run, and now they're at the 45-yard line of Bowling Green, and there's already been four minutes and 15 seconds to come off the clock. It's another give to Fowler across the 45, and then he's brought down. He's just going to get back to the line of scrimmage before he's tackled by multiple different members of that Bowling Green defense. So back-to-back gives to Fowler that did not work out, and the man in there to make the tackle was Bryson Brandenberger, the 205-pound Jr. brings down Fowler to keep it third and 11. Yeah, Brandon Berger was right to Fowler right away and took him down in a hurry. There seemed like there was a hole, but it closed quick right when Brandon Berger got there and snuffed out Harrison Fowler. Well, third down and about 11 now. You'd assume Holmes would have to get at least half of it right here to consider going for it on fourth down. Pistol formation. Three pass catchers all lined up on the right side of the line of scrimmage. Nichols takes a snap. He'll fake it to Fowler. Dropping back. He's going to set up. Throws downfield. And it's incomplete. Just off the hands of the diving receiver, Aiden Lampkins, who ran an out route. And, oh, Nichols was so close to hitting him as Lampkins laid out for it. But it goes off the hands. It's now fourth and 11. And you would guess probably a punt coming up here from midfield. Yeah, Lampkins almost able to bring that one in as he laid out trying to catch that one along the sidelines. What a throw there by Nichols to try and get it to him and an attempt by Lampkins to try and come up with a catch. Let's see what Hallsville does here just on the, on the other side of the 50 at the 45-yard line of the Bobcats here on 4th down 11. So just over five minutes into the ball game, the offense is still out on the field, and Nichols is not backed up like he's going to punt. He's not going to punt, takes a snap. He's rolling right, trying to buy some time. Now he's just going to tuck it, and he's going to be brought down in a turnover on downs. Nichols actually lost a couple yards on the play, and Bowling Green will take over. He was trying to buy time and hit one of his receivers downfield, but the pressure of the Bodcats swarmed too quickly in an unsuccessful first drive for the Indians. Yeah, just a deflation right there for the Indians, especially since they were moving the ball there on their opening drive, and they were having success. And for a second, it looked like maybe Nichols was going to roll out and Pooch kicked that one and pin the Bobcats a little deep. But now the Bobcats have great field position here as they trot out onto the field for their first drive of the game. First play for Bowling Green will go down to the sideline for Blake after this play. It's a run right up the middle, and it's given to Starks. He doesn't get a whole lot. Maybe gets just two yards on the play and then is brought down. So to bring up second down, now we'll go down to Blake. Blake, what do you got for us? Hey, thanks, guys. That third down incomplete pass was actually right down in front of me. And i got to say, it was a much difficult catch than what it appeared to be. He had to keep both feet in and go out and get that ball. At fourth down, they're going into the wind, and unfortunately that's probably going to take several of the options away for them to try to air it out because that wind is very gusty, but they get to see defense now. Thanks, Blake. Second down now. It's going to be a rollout. The quarterback, Dolan, trying to turn the corner, and he does across the 45 and out of bounds into Hallsville territory out near the 42. 
He looks like he's going to be right at that marker with the run, and he does get the first down, so he needed eight. He's going to pick up about nine or ten on the play, and the first run of the game for the senior quarterback, Dylan Dalton, moves the chains. Thanks once again for Blake with his insight down on the sidelines. We're about halfway through this first quarter. 0-0 ball game. Bowling Green working quick out of the huddle. Dalton takes snap. Gives the Sarks. Running right. He's got a hole. And he makes a move. And there he goes into the open field. He is gone from 42 yards out. Marcus Starks, the senior running back, has got the touchdown. And Bowling Green with a 6-0 lead on just their third offensive play of the game. Yeah, not a start that Hallsville was looking for defensively just like that. It only took him two plays to score a touchdown and put points up on the board in less than about... 30 seconds and right now this defense isn't going to need to regroup and hopefully hope they can figure something out because right now Bowling Green has figured it out and they are off to an early fast start and they are charging that's for sure. Well they're going to go for two right here. Offense breaks the huddle Starks the running back in the backfield. He gets to carry off the right side and he's in to the end zone untouched. The senior running back Marcus Starks makes it look easy after scoring a 42 yard rushing touchdown. He comes right back and gets the two and now Hallsville finds themselves in an 8 nothing hole with 5.57 to go in the first quarter. We'll keep it right here after such a quick drive like that, three plays, 53 yards for the Bowling Green offense, how does Hallsville now come and respond to the scoring deficit that they're in? They had a good offensive drive, but then they stalled out at midfield and turned it over. Yeah, I think they just got to find a way to do what they did there when they had the football there on their first drive. Find a way to get Colton Nichols you know, involved with running the football like they did and also getting it to Harrison Fowler and designing some runs to the outside is where they had success. It seemed like when Fowler tried to go inside, the Bobcats were swarming and they were there for the pursuit of the football and getting to Fowler and get, getting to Nichols. But right now, Hallsville has just got to be smart, go down the field and try and get points on the board because right now, just the way the Bobcats were able to move the ball down the field within about 30 to 45 seconds and two plays and there was just nothing the defense could do they just got to figure something out and they need to do it here in a hurry ball is placed down and kicked away it's a great kick and it's actually gonna go all the way into the end zone so also actually catch a break there it was kicked so well it goes in for a touchback and here comes the offense out for the second drive of the game and being led out onto the field by the quarterback Colton Nichols the 5'10", 180-pound junior sits with 18 rushing and 7 passing touchdowns on the season. Mentioned this multiple times. Did miss a couple of games. But now here he is back in this huge game. The biggest game that he's had is a starting quarterback. He was here last year when Hallsville lost to Bowling Green, but that was when Tiger Cobb was under center. Now the junior gets his shot to try and win a district championship. He's got a tall task to do it, though, on the road in Bowling Green. Offense now ready to go. Nichols goes up to the line of scrimmage, yelling out the signals. Now back into the shotgun where he'll take the snap. Fowler line up directly to the right of him. It's a design QB run. Nichols trying to turn off the left side. He's not going to do it as the protection broke down. He maybe got back to the line of scrimmage on the far sideline before a swarm of men in black and red jerseys were able to bring him down. Second down along coming up. Yeah, the defense of Bowling Green just found a way right away. Saw that right away when Nichols got the snap. He tried to go outside where Hallsville's had success here early in this first quarter. But right now, Bowling Green has queued it up. They've eyed it up. And right now, Hallsville is going to have to dial something up offensively and figure out, you know, to go down and get points up on the board here during this second drive. 
Pistol formation, second down to 10. Nichols takes snap, gives the foul to the right side, makes a one-man miss in the backfield. Then he's dragged down from behind. Nice tackle by the man he originally made miss, trying to see who exactly it was. Regardless, it's a tackle right at the line of scrimmage. And back-to-back run plays that are unsuccessful is going to bring up third down and about 10 as we officially get just under five minutes to go in the first quarter. Halswell got the ball first, made it to midfield before stalling out and turning it over on downs. And then in response to that, it was a 42-yard rushing touchdown by Marcus Starks of Bowling Green. And that has us at an 8-0 Bobcats lead. Hulls are now back for their second drive of the game. It's going to take a big conversion, though. Third down and 12 from their own 28-yard line. Pistol formation. Nichols takes snap, goes play action. He's got a lot of pressure and then throws it far sideline. Did he get it to Isaac Stinson? He did, and that is going to move the chains. Nice throw to Isaac Stinson for his first catch of the game. And the sophomore, who had five catches last week, goes out of bounds at about his own 40-yard line. And that's huge right there. He actually goes out of his own 34, and when they needed 12, they're able to do that. Good play right there for Hallsville. Yeah, great throw right there by Colton Nichols to get it to Isaac Stinson along the sideline, and Isaac Stinson able to haul that one in. Great first down conversion. Well needed for Hallsville there, especially to keep this drive going on third down 11. I believe I said before the play they were on their own 28. They were actually at their own 18, so that's why they get the first down right there. First and 10, it's a give to Fowler. He does drive the legs, but he's only going to get to about the 35, maybe the 36. Looks like he's gain a two there on first and 10. So it's third and 12 for Hallsville from their own 18, and they pick up 16 on the completion of Isaac Stins. And the first completion for Colt Nichols in his return to the lineup, and now on their first and 10 run, they're able to get just two yards to bring up second down and eight. Approaching now four minutes to go in the first quarter. Indians trailing eight to nothing. Now ready to go. Two wide receivers to the right of Nichols. That's Lampkins and Seavers. Isaac Stinson is on the other side. Nichols takes the shotgun snap. Goes play action to Fowler. Dropping back. He's got all day to throw. He's going to loft it up for Aiden Lampkins. Near sideline jump ball and it's incomplete. It was a 50-50 ball between Lampkins and the cornerback Walker Chandler. And it was thrown to about the 40-yard line of Bowling Green. But Lampkins on the losing end and it falls incomplete. Now third down and nine. Lampkins got up a little slow there. He looks to be all right, was just favoring that left arm area a little bit. Now I think he'll be okay as we'll now have a third down and about nine play right here. Yeah, Chandler was just all over it right there, breaking up the pass. Great defense there by the Bobcats. So we'll see what Hallsville can do now. Last time they were in third down, it was a 16-yard completion. Isaac Stinson, this time they need nine. They'll snap the ball from their own 36-yard line. Snap to Nichols, fake to Fowler. He's got pressure, so he'll duck out of there and roll right. He's going to try and find someone. He throws it for Lampkins, and he doesn't get there. It's incomplete. Nichols was under pressure from almost a moment. He took the snap, and third time he's tried to get it to Lampkins, and they're now 0 for 3 on that connection. And now you would expect here is... Nichols will walk off the field. That means a punt is coming, and Hallsville will have two unsuccessful drives in offense to start their evening. Yeah, Nichols tried rolling out there, and on the run just wasn't able to get his feet set and get it to Lampkins downfield. And like we've been saying, Ben, so far Hallsville not, has not had the opportunity to get anything going. They got something going there on that first drive, got past the 50, but then couldn't do anything after that, turning over the football on fourth down, and now here again on their second drive of the game now looking to have to punt this one away here on fourth down we will see what Hallsville does here well it looks like a timeout is going to be called before this play didn't see who called it you would guess that it would probably be Hallsville don't know why Bowling Green would burn a timeout right here waiting to see who this thing is on it's now both teams will head to the sidelines and talk this thing over it's a fourth down and nine where Hallsville looks like they were going to punt it away they were in punt formation with Harrison Fowler before the timeout was called 
now it looks like. And trying to see, the referees are all huddled up, and they're expecting something at the 40-yard line. So that could be what it was, because they have not yet taken a timeout away from either team. So they could be inspecting something. Did you happen to see what happened there, Justin? I did not, that's for sure. I know the referees came together right there. We will see what the discussion was. And you know, go down to Blake because yes. he will know that further discussion that the referees are talking I think about. he might have some answers for us. Hey, thanks, guys. So, yeah, they're looking at this uh, back judge's his right uh, calf area. I'll be honest, I didn't see if he got ran into, rolled up on. I didn't really see what it was, but they're down there looking at that. As we said, it's very cold and very windy. On that uh, incomplete pass play earlier, too, I don't remember who the receiver was, but you said he got up holding his arm just a little bit. So it's a natural grass field here. The field is in decent condition. Uh, it's in decent condition considering where we are in the season and the weather that we've had. But the uh, the grass surface, the, the fake grass here on the sidelines, which I'm standing on now, it is hard as a rock. It's just like concrete. I don't know if it's just because of what's underneath it or if that's just because of the weather, but uh, he, he looked like he was okay, but it's going to smart a little bit tomorrow to fall on that for sure. Well, thanks, Blake. We appreciate that. Anything else to update us on? You know, so far down here, uh, it's been an interesting game to watch. I can tell you I've lost two passes in the lights here so far, and i got to think that if I'm having that much trouble, some of the receivers are having that. But really for the uh, Bowling Green defense, they're just a mob. They're just a wave that's coming through, and that's really preventing this run game from being successful right now. There's not a lot of room for them to go. The passing game, though, headed this way is a little more difficult because of that wind. You probably hear that uh, over my microphone right now. But it's something that, uh, you know, they've got some options. Interesting to see what changes Hallsville may make as the game progresses. We appreciate that break. We'll, Blake, pardon me, we'll come back to you throughout the game. For now, though, it looks like they're both teams still waiting to come back out. The ball's been spotted, and the Bowling Green defense is kind of standing on a huddle out on the middle of the field but Hallsville has yet to retake it. Whatever the problem was, whatever Blake was talking to us about, it seems to have been resolved for at least the time being. And Interesting there. I think that's the first time we've had a, something like that happen all season. As Blake did mention, good condition of the field is for considering how late we are in the season, a week or so into November. But certainly player safety is something to watch out for at, at any level. And good to see them at least taking the time to, to look that over still early on in this game. Hallsville trailing 8 to nothing. Yeah, you're right about that. We don't want any players getting injured, that's for sure, especially in such a high stakes of a game in which this is. So still now waiting. Interesting to see that Halsell's offense has not came back out yet. And now the back judge has moved back into his spot. The Bowling Green defense is out, out, out on the field. Now we're just waiting for Halsell at this point to break their end of the huddle and go back out. And here they come, so... The offense back out there, I should say, the special teams really, and Harrison Fowler will punt this ball away. Big here to, uh, with how good the Bowling Green offense here. You're hoping that Hallsville can at the very least back them up as they boot this one away. Yeah, we'll see what Harrison Fowler will do here on the punt, see how much his leg can produce and kick this football and especially pin up this Bowling Green offense because that's all Hallsville needs is they're punting the football right back to this Bowling Green offense in Bowling Green to just go right down the field and make it look easy like they did on their first possession of the game. Fowler boots it away into the wind, and he's going to give it all he's got. It's going to roll from the 35 down to about the 33 of Bowling Green's sideline. So tough there for Fowler having to punt into the wind. And although he did get a decent amount on it once it landed, it essentially just died. 
And now here comes the Bowling Green offense of running just three plays on their first drive, going 53 yards for the score. And now they're going to get decent field position once again, starting from their own 32. Yeah, let's see what this defense can do. I know Coach Justin Conyers and the defense coordinator were really talking to that defense, telling them we need to find a way to collapse on the lanes and get to the quarterback or whoever has the football and especially don't miss our assignments because Bowling Green just made it look easy and they walked right through the Hallsville offense on their first possession. First down give defense. to Starks. He's up across the 35, pushing the pile up near the 40. I'll tell you what, Starks, one, was moving the legs, but two, that offensive line got to the second level and was pushing along with him. And it's not going to get the first down, but it's going to get about five yards or so and make it a shorter second down. This is the fourth play. Bowling Green has run all four of Ben runs, once by their quarterback, other three by their running back, Marcus Starks. Second down now. It's another give to Starks. He breaks through across the 40-45, and he's going to get up near the 46 before being brought down. Starks, another efficient run, and Bowling Green already on the move. Just two plays going from their own 32 up to the 47 as they approach midfield. Heard Coach Connors talk about this as well. They have an interesting style. When they break the huddle, they are go, 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 come right up to the line of scrimmage. So they're in the huddle right now. They just got out of it, and they're going to snap the ball here within the next second or so. They do snap it, give to Starks again right side across 50, up near the 45 before he's brought down. And Dylan Dalton is sure making it a art out of turning and handing it off to his running back, Starks. But Starks has been efficient and gets into Hallsville territory, goes up to their 45-yard line. It's going to be a gain of about nine. Yeah, it is working so far. And that offensive line is making holes where Starks is just having success and exploiting the Hallsville defense. And right now, that hurry up right after getting out of the huddle. Or Second something. and one. Give to Starks. He's got the first down. Gets to about the 40-yard line. So all things considered, one of his worst runs all the day is four different men there in white jerseys for Hallsville. And on the tackle, Jake Crane, one of the ones I was able to pick out that helped bring down Starks right there. But really, they were four or five different people in on that one to bring down Starks who's already got over 50 yards rushing and a touchdown and we're not yet through the end of the first quarter there's two minutes and nine seconds Bowling Green with an eight to nothing lead and the ball even worse for Hallsville Bowling Green gets the ball to start the second half so a long way to go until then but can't afford to fall behind too much farther for an offense in Bowling Green that's averaging 70 a game here's the give to Starks he's bouncing it off to the left side there's only going to get a couple here on the play it was first and 10 from about the 41 and he gets to about the 37 and it'll bring up second down yeah great job by Hallsville right there able to get to Starks and find a way to finally bring him down Starks has just been having success picking up more than four or five yards of carry and right now great stop there first big stop second by the and defense. six it's another run it's not Starks but he's got a whole left side 35 30 he's across the 20 and out of bounds they ruled that he went out of bounds right about the 20 of the running back on the play and that's going to be first down for Bowling Green can't even pick out who that was yet it was not Starks as they went with the up man there on the carry and he burst through that left side of the line of scrimmage and here goes Bowling Green once again as the run right there, we thought that was number 30, but there's no number 30 on the Bowling Green roster. Regardless, it's going to be first down from about the 20-yard line for Bowling Green. Yeah, big run right there. And again, so far, their bread and butter, this Bowling Green's offense has just been running the football, and they just keep exploding. Another give, and defense. there's going to be Dalton taking it himself for the touchdown as he went into the end zone untouched, and Bowling Green starts from their own 32 and goes into the end zone doing Dalton's got his first touchdown of the night on just his second carry, and it's now a 14-0 in favor of the Bobcats. Yeah, couldn't ask for a better start if you're the Bobcats. Back-to-back -back possessions to start off this game, 
resulting in touchdowns and Hallsville's defense is just on their heels they got to figure something out or this one is going to be over in a matter of a half they, two they point conversion they're holding him out of the end zone but now a second push comes in are they going to get this two point conversion they're not so that was almost a great attempt by the offensive line for Bowling Green to push him in as Dalton tried to keep it. He's not going to get it, so it stays 14 to nothing. And something small to cheer about right there, keeping them out for the two-point conversion. Now a huge drive coming up for the offense of Hallsville. For sure. That's got to be a little bit of a confidence booster right there for the defense. They haven't been able to stop Bowling Green's rushing attack all game so far here in this first quarter. And really a good stop there in pursuit of the ball carrier was that Hallsville defense and let's see if they can figure something out offensively Bowling Green's defense has been in command really getting to Harrison Fowler and Colton Nichols and they found some success Hallsville through the air but let's see what they can do here with the minute 17 left in this first quarter because they need points kickoff teams both on the field as we draw near the end of the opening 12 minutes of this one district championship game between the Bobcats and the Indians and it's been all Bowling Green so far making it look easy with two rushing touchdowns how will Colt Nichols and this offense respond so a long way to go but don't want to fall too deep into a hole when you look at the other side too Bowling Green's giving up just 7.7 points per game so when you combine how good they've looked all season can't afford to fall behind by much more than what's a 14 nothing deficit so here comes the offense. Kick was sailed into the end zone. It is a touchback, so they'll start from about their own 20-yard line, and Nichols looking to get a little bit more out of this offense this third time around. They've got turnover on downs and punt. They've attempted a decent amount of passes so far. Just one completion. It was a 16-yard grab by Isaac Stinson on the far sideline, but otherwise than that, Nichols, we've seen him go to Lampkins three times now. All three have fallen incomplete. Hopefully some more success on this drive. Offense ready to go now. Pitts formation. Four wide receivers in on the play. Nichols takes snap. He'll fake it to Fowler. He's looking left side all the way. He's going to set up 50-50 ball for Isaac Stinson. And it's incomplete. And there's going to be offensive pass interference because Stinson with a heads-up play there essentially had to pull the cornerback away from picking it off as the ball was underthrown. Just did not have enough arm to get there. And not only is it going to be second down, but it's going to back him up too because the pass interference is going to be called on Isaac Stinson. Yeah, Isaac Stinson, he just did what he could do to just keep the defender away from making that play on the football and coming up with the interception. That's a penalty that, you know, you don't want to see, you know, if you're Hallsville, but really, you know, uh, it's just a great play there by Isaac Stenson to just keep the defender from not coming up with the interception. Well, it was a 50, it was a, it was a go ball and Nichols was going there all the way and it was, not going to get there. So Stinson realizing that the DB on the play, believe it was Belaine Bryant on that outside spot, realizing that he, Bryant, had a chance at a pick. Stinson essentially just dragged him down to keep him from getting the interception. And not only was the pass incomplete, but the flag is called. They're still deciding where they're going to snap this football. The referees obviously um, have to make a decision here on how far they're going to back him up. You would assume it would be just 10 yards, but they took quite a long time discussing that. Halsa was at their own 20, and it looks like now they're going to be backed up to about their own 10-yard line. We'll see where they do eventually snap this one. It's going to be second down and a long way to go for Hallsville. believe it would be second down, although it still says first down, but you would think that the incomplete pass would count. It's first down and 20 is what they rule for this Hallsville offense. Nichols in the shotgun formation. He's got Fowler to the right of him, and he gives to Fowler running to the left. He turns the corner across the 15 up near the 20, 
And that was a nice run there by Fowler to get really all of that penalty yardage back. And that's one of the first, or actually the second big run today we've seen from Fowler. Nicely done there on the run. And they do roll. So that was first down to four. So it's second down and 14. Fowler able to cut, essentially cut it in half. It's tough to see when they go to that far sideline. We're pretty even with the field level, so can't totally tell where they are yard lines when they turn it since we don't have the overhead view. No complaining, though. Second out and 14. Three wide receivers to the right of Nichols all in a bunch, and Fowler directly behind his quarterback. It's going to be play action. Fake to Fowler. Nichols dropping back. Now he's going to take off and run. He's trying to turn the left side corner, and he's not going to get much before being dragged down. Maybe even lost a yard on the play. If not, getting back to the line of scrimmage, it's going to bring up third down for this Hallsville offense. Just no room to run for Nichols there on that play. Yeah, no run, to, no room to run, like you said, Ben, to that outside was Nichols. He tried to find something to pick up some yardage, but now it's going to be a, a long second down here for the Indians. Well, interesting discussion that they're having right now, and it looks like there's going to be a flag on the play and it looks like it goes against Hallsville, so it's going to be declined and make it third down. They had waited to change it to third down until the penalty was decided. Didn't even see the flag came in. Did not see it at any point, but you would have to guess that it was probably holding or an illegal block, and with it being third and 14, Bowling Green decides to just decline it and make Hallsville pick up 14 yards. They'll snap the ball from their own 17 on the play. Three wide receivers in on it. Seavers goes to the left of Nichols, and Lampkins and Isaac Stinson are on his right. Just one completion so far, and nearing the end of the first quarter. There's 40 seconds to go in this opening quarter, and Hallsville trails 14 to nothing. Now ready to go. Four seconds on the play clock. Nichols takes the snap, goes play action. He's under pressure, immediately rolling out. He's got two men chasing after him, and he's just going to be brought down. Gets exactly back to the line of scrimmage, but Nichols was running for his life from the second he touched that football. And multiple men, including the linebacker Bryson Brandenberger, were running after Nichols, and he's going to be brought down. Starks was also in on the tackle and bring up a fourth down punting situation. Yeah, the Bobcats read that one like a book. They found a way to get around the outside there was their edge rusher and then their other defenders and their linebackers were able to step up and get around and get to Nichols and Nichols did all he could to pick up some yardage there on third down but just wasn't enough for the first down. Well that's going to wrap up this first quarter of play here in Bowling Green and the Bowling Green offense has been as advertised. They put up 14 points. Hallsville's got a fourth down up coming down 14 to 0. We'll be back for the start of the second quarter in just a moment. The score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time, but the actions of players, coaches, and spectators leave lasting impressions. The next time you attend a high school game, think of how history will remember you. Choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. Remember, the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Back now on the Show Me Sports Network in a punting situation for Hallsville. They're backed up on their own side of the field. Credit to Colton Nichols on that last play. He was able to turn essentially a busted play into six yards with the speed. 
but now is going to be a punt for Hallsville. So they're now with three unsuccessful offensive drives going turnover on downs, then punt and punt. Here's a snap to Fowler. Bowling doesn't even rush on the play. This time kicking with the window is back. Fowler, a pretty good punt right here. It's going to land and roll inside the 40 of Bowling Green. And considering that ball was snapped from their own 23, not a bad punt. Here comes Bowling Green from their third drive of the game. They have been dominant on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, they for sure have been dominant so far on the offensive side of the ball. They have played like they have been advertised coming into this game. They scored 67 points against their opponent in Clark County last week and they are looking to put up even more points here tonight against Hallsville and right now the way this offense is in the driver's seat and all gas and no break they are looking to keep that they break the huddle and it's going to be play action first pass attempts it's a throw to stars he catches 45 50 across midfield there goes starks and he can crawl on into the end zone he's got a 60 yard touchdown and the first pass of the game is completed by bowling green and marcus starks has got his second touchdown of the night it was essentially a throw into the flat and starks caught it and he had blockers and green grass ahead of him and he was easily able to take that one in. And now a one-play drive for Bowling Green. They're up 20 to nothing on their first play here in the second quarter. And not what Halsell was hoping for right there. And the offense for Bowling Green just keeps on cooking. They'll come up and go for the two-point conversion here, looking to make it a 22 to nothing game. They break the huddle, although this has been one of the longer huddles they've had. Here they come now, 20 to nothing, looking to make it 22. Dalton's going to take the snap. He will throw, and it's going to be batted down. Nice play by Gage Harbis in the cornerback. One of the best plays we've seen from the Hallsville secondary yet, but the touchdown does still count, and it's 20 to nothing Bowling Green. Yeah, Bowling Green, again, they are just on a tear, and right now scoring another touchdown, not 20 to 0. Hallsville's defense having no answer so far here in the first half. They need to figure something out because right now it is just all Bowling Green and there on that last touchdown where they set it up to Starks, he could have walked that one in the way they designed that screen there. It wasn't it, it, the the play design was just perfect because Dalton, the quarterback, goes play action to Starks, and then Starks just leaks out into the flat where every every blocker on the play there for Bowling Green was out into downfield and. I don't call myself the fastest, but with the blocking that he had right there, I think maybe I could have followed that one in. Starks, though, give him credit. He turned on the Jets and was off to the races. He's now got two touchdowns. Dalton, the quarterback, with his first passing touchdown. And you can see why Bowling Green is having an undefeated so season so far. Dylan Dalton, the quarterback, with a passing and a rushing touchdown and a 20 to nothing lead, 11.38 to go in this first half. And here comes the offense for Halsell back out onto the field. The kick is booted away. It's a line drive kick. Harbison's going to pick it up about his own 20, and then he's going to fall down, and he gets laid out, actually. And this, I don't know. I don't know about that, ladies and gentlemen. The returner on the play was Harbison, fell down, and they blew the play dead. But when he got back up, the the return men or the special teams for Bowling Green just absolutely came at him at full force and now the referees are going to have a discussion because that absolutely looks like it should be a flag the play was over and Harbison took a brutal hit there on the play yeah he for sure did he got hammered and Harbison when he was hammered it fell back and that one that was a vicious tackle right there after you said Ben he blew the 
play dead, and then I Harbison mean, was completely knocked back on his back. He was defenseless, which is why he, the hit looked so brutal. And now here comes the flag. We'll have to see what Blake's picking up down there on the sideline about this situation because what the play was the play was blown dead. Harbison knee was on the ground. The play was over. And then as he's getting ready to walk off the field, he he took a big hit. You feel for Harbison, who's now over on the sideline. Hope he, <clears throat> hope he is all right on the play. And there was eventually a flag thrown, but is it going to be on the hit or is it going to be on the coaching staff for Hallsville after the retaliation that they showed when the flag was not called? I'll tell you what, that's just an unfortunate situation that it happened the way it did. And it looks like after all in all, they are going to call the uh, the hit and make it a 15-yard penalty. So Hallsville does get some justice, but that's a tough situation right there. And all in all, just a dirty play. Yeah, for sure. That was a dirty play there by Bowling Green's player hitting Harbison the way he did and good thing Harbison is a-okay well it looks like we have Blake here to tell us a little bit about Blake what do you see down there you know that's a, a tough call uh you know I try to side on the side with the officials but that's tough because from down there it's right in front of me you can clearly hear the whistle blow Harbison gets hit after the play it looks like and just uh, maybe got the wind knocked out of him that's what we're hoping but he's being attended to by the medical staff down here but it's a tough situation on either way but obviously we hope that it's going to be the uh, call which it was and moves Hallsville up the field thanks Blake appreciate that for the insight now first and 10 Nichols going to keep it he's at his own 37 and he's going to be hit and brought down in the backfield as it looks like it was Teddy Charlton who was in there on the tackle and the 235 pound senior brings down Nichols all in all it's a 15 yard penalty but they're not going to go anywhere on the first down play as Nichols try to keep it in run Hulso's got to get something going here quickly they're down 20 to nothing there's 11 14 to go in the first half yeah they really got to find something right now because with Bowling Green's offense just rolling and putting up touchdowns on three straight drives and this Hallsville Indians offense looks very stagnant they need to find some success somewhere it's the fourth drive of the game for this Hallsville offense now second and nine Nichols going to go play action to Fowler great protection he's going to wind up and throw it downfield for Isaac Stinson and did he make the catch it's bobbled and it's incomplete almost hit him in stride as he laid out for it at the 20 yard line of Bowling Green, but it's just off the fingertips. That was oh so close to the first big connection of the game. Yeah, you're right about that, Ben. That was oh so close. Isaac Stinson almost able to bring that football in there as he was laying out there and just the impact of him and the ground there trying to corral in the football just wasn't able to bring it in. So it's going to be third down to nine after the incompletion and Nichols you would assume if Halsell doesn't lose a whole lot of yards here that this may be into four-down territory, trailing 20 nothing. although we'll see. It's a jumbo set. Bunch of men bunched up near the line of scrimmage, and before this play, timeout will be called by Hallsville. And it's still trying to deal with the way this drive started with the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty and then now trying to get something going on offense. It's been an interesting first half for Hallsville, one that has not led to any points so far for an offense that really has been humming the last two weeks just have not been able to find it. Can't blame him, though. This is a very good Bowling Green offense, as I mentioned earlier. Bowling Green's defense, pardon me, is averaging giving up 7.5 points per game. Just an historic number right there. Hallsville trying to slay the dragon right here, but they've got to get something going. Yeah, they definitely got to get something going if they want to have any shot at slaying the dragon because the dragon is in control, and they look very 
frightened by the dragon and right now offensively they are very cold and stagnant and they need to figure something out here on third down and nine let's see what justin conyers can dial up for this offense because they need something now because that's all they need is to give the ball right back to bowling green after they just put up a touchdown well first time out of the half for hallsville being used right here trying to dial up something really the biggest conversion so far just because it's third down and can't afford to give the ball back to Bowling Green with any more of a deficit than what they're currently in. So out of the timeout now, two wide receivers to the right of Nichols and one to his left. He's in the piss formation. Fowler, the running back, as usual, behind Nichols. Nichols takes snap. He goes play action. Good time to throw. He's going to throw the out route to Stinson. He overthrew him. It's incomplete. Timing out right there, and just Nichols and Stinson not on the same page. And still now at 10.38 to go in this first half. One completion so far for Hallsville. And it looks like their offense, after picking up nothing, is going to punt this one away for the third time in four drives. Yeah, like you said, with some miscommunication there between Stinson and Nichols. Stinson looked to be open there underneath the two defensive backs that were on his backside. But Nichols just overthrew him. And Hallsville's going to have to punt again. So Fowler gets a snap. No rush by Bowling Green. And here's the kick into the win. It's a pretty good one. It's going to land at about the 30 and take a nice Hallsville roll inside the 20. Might have even gotten to the 15. And it looks like it's going to start right around the 15. So this will be the worst starting field position by far on the day for the Bowling Green offense, who comes out for their fourth drive of the game. In their first drive, it took them just three plays in a 53-yard drive. They scored six points. Their last drive was just one play in a 60-yard touchdown. So... Don't exactly know how many plays the one in between was, but they've got to be right up around 10 plays so far in the game, and they've got 20 points. Here they come again. Yeah, let's see what the Hallsville defense can do here. They need to stand up and stand tall against this Bowling Green offense in this train that has not derailed, and it is all go and pedal to the metal and no break. Own 10-yard line for Bowling Green. Dalton takes snap. He'll give to Starks. He's got blockers and stays on his feet. Breaks one at the 30-yard line and spins off another before he's finally brought down. But that's going to move the chains. I said 30. It meant to stay 20. Pardon me on that. It's exactly a 10-yard rush right there. And another great run for Marcus Starks. who's already got two touchdowns in this first half. One receiving and one rushing. And he gets the carry right there. That was the most tackles we've seen him break on any run because... We've had such good blocking so far. Really hasn't had to do it, but he spun out of two different ones right there and gets the first down. He got up to the 27-yard line, so a gain of 17 right there. Now breaking the huddle. Dalton will turn and pitch it. It's another run, breaking one tackle in the backfield, and now there goes the runner up across the 30-35 and out of bounds. That's another nice run right there, and on the carry was Blaine Bryant. So we've seen Bryant already with a couple carries, and he makes the most of it right there and moves the chains again. Yeah, good run there by Bryant able to go to the outside able to pick up the first down and again this Bowling Green offense just making it look easy out there rushing and running the football against this Hallsville defense so now back out of the huddle Dalton takes snap this time it's a give to Bryant and he's going to it's actually not Bryant it's Starks he spins out of a couple tackles and there he goes up out of bounds by the 45 that looked like it was going to be a gain of just about two yards he's going to actually turn it into a gain of close to eight or nine what a run there by Starks to break out of essentially just an entire pile of defenders yeah Starks not going down that's for sure it's going to take more than one guy to wrap him up the way he's running the football and again Starks able to pick up a first down 
So he gets exactly 10 yards on the carry. And now here comes the rushing attack. Just one pass so far, and it was completed. A 60-yard passing touchdown from Dalton to Starks. Here's the second pass. Dalton drops back. He's got a receiver wide open. And there he goes. Gunner Bryant is going to go 49 yards for the touchdown. And the play action fooled everyone in the stadium. And Gunner Bryant was left wide open with no defender within 20 yards. That's a 49-yard receiving touchdown for Gunner Bryant. Yeah, Hallsville looked like they were a deer lost in headlights right there. They thought maybe Bowling Green was going to run the football, and they just lost contain of the wide receiver right there. He leaked out wide open, and then he just walked that one in to the house. And again, Bowling Green puts up another touchdown to make it 26-0. to Here comes the attempt at the two-point conversion after, after Dalton's second touchdown pass of the game he's going to try and run it he's stonewalled by the defensive line of Hallsville so something to cheer about right there and they're going to be kept out of the end zone and it's now just a 26 to nothing game in Hallsville's offense we back out onto the field after really just incredible play design the play action fooled everyone here probably fooled everyone within uh, 10 miles of this place because Gunnar Bryant was no one in sight for sure the whole entire defense of Hallsville, their eyes were all on the running back in Starks, and then Gunner Bryant, wide open, leaked out, and he took it to the house, and now 26-0 in favor of Bowling Green. Hallsville needs to find something because their defenses look stagnant, their offenses look stagnant. They need something in a hurry. Kickoff teams are onto the field for Hallsville. They're going to try and right the ship after their offense has had four drives. They've crossed midfield just once, and that ended in a turnover on downs. And nine minutes and 19 seconds to go in this first half, and they are running out of time right now. I have two timeouts to work with, and now the kick is booted away. It's a short one. It's going to be falling on right at about the own 35-yard line for Hallsville. So it looks like Bowling Green tried to catch him off guard, and nice job to fall on it by the returner there for Hallsville. And they're going to start with their best starting field position of the day or right around their best starting field position, actually, their last drive started at their own 37, and this one's going to start right at about the same spot. One thing to touch base on about this defense in Hallsville is they have stopped Bowling Green three times, in which Bowling Green, after scoring those touchdowns, trying to go for two. So really, yes, they are down 26-0, but that is a takeaway that they can, you know, say is – you know, some positive momentum in their favor. Let's see what the offense can do here, though. Nichols takes a snap, jumbo package, give to Harrison Fowler, trying to work something off the left side, breaks two tackles, spins out of a third, and is trying to work his way up near the 40. Nice run there by Fowler just to get about four yards on the play and bring up second and six. Haven't called Fowler's name a whole lot. The senior running back was having a prolific season once again. 19 touchdowns on the season, broke the rushing yard record two weeks ago against Paul Myra. And haven't even talked about He could break another one tonight. He needs three touchdowns to break the school touchdown record, two to tie. So something to keep an eye on there. If Hallsville's offense can start moving the football, see if number 41 can add his name to the record books once again as he has left such an impact on this program. Here, Conyers talking about it every week. It's going to be second down now for Hallsville. And taking the snap now is Nichols. It's a design QB run. Nice block for Fowler. Turns the corner up near the 40, gets to the 44. He needed to get to the 46 for the first down, so it's going to bring up second down, excuse me, third down, and about two or three right there after the Nichols keeper. 
Yeah, nice keeper there by Nichols going to the outside, able to pick up a couple yards there. Right now, Hallsville has something going. First down, got a couple yards. Second down, got a couple yards. They just got to keep moving the football down the field, and then points will follow and just find a way to get back in this game. So third down now for Hallsville. Approaching midfield, they need to get three yards. They're on their own 43-yard line. Three wide receivers all on the right side of the line of scrimmage. It's a pitch to the right to Fowler. He's stormed in the backfield now, trying to cut all the way across the field, and he's brought down. He's going to lose a couple yards on the play all the way back to about his own 36-yard line is where the ref is going to mark him down. And it's a disaster of a run there on third and three. It's going to back it up to all the way about third and nine, or fourth and nine. Yeah, that was a disaster. Fowler tried to go to the outside, but just was not much of anything there to bounce it to the outside and then tried to come back up along the right side there and exploit back to the middle of the field, but just wasn't anything at all. And like you said, Ben, that was a loss of six. And we will see what Hallsville does here again on fourth down, but it looks like they're going to just have to punt this one away. Well, the offense is still out there. When they punted, Nichols has come off the field. This time, Nichols is still on the field. They're on their own 49, and before the play even happens, there's a flag, and it looks like Hallsville is going to be backed up five more yards before this fourth down play. See if that changes their mind on the decision right here. Down 26 to nothing, 7.03 to go in this first half. And Bowling Green looks well on their way to another win. They sit at 10-0 and on the season, and they have played a almost near-perfect first half to try and get win number 11. And now it's 4th and 14 for Hallsville. See what this offense has dialed up here on this 4th down and 14. Nichols in the pistol formation. Fowler directly behind him. Play action. He's going to have to get 14 yards all year to throw. Nichols going to wind up. Go deep for Stinson. Into triple coverage. And it's over the hands of everyone. Incomplete. And that will be a turnover on downs. Can't blame the throw right there. It's essentially a Hail Mary on a fourth and long, and it just sails over everyone. Stinson can't make the catch, and here comes the Bowling Green offense. They'll set up from the 32-yard line of Hallsville. Great starting field position for the Bobcats. Yeah, I don't blame Hallsville right there on fourth down and 14. The way this game is turning out to be with Bowling Green up 26-0 to go for it there, be aggressive, but there just wasn't anything there, especially with every cornerback inside around Stinson there on that Hail Mary, a little uh, Hail Mary attempt that throw there down the field. First trying and to 10, get to Dolan him. gives a snap. He's going to take it himself. Breaks out of one tackle. He's still driving, and there he goes into the clear down near the 15, maybe the 20-yard line is where he escaped. The pile gets the first down. Is going to pick up about 15 yards on the play. There is a flag, though, and this could be coming back, which we'll see. The call is on the offense, so wipe the run off the board. And honestly, some of the best defensive news that Hallsville's gotten all night after best starting fuel position of the day for the Bobcats. First time they started in Hallsville territory. And the flag is going to make it second down or first down in about 10. But who knows how long they can keep this Bowling Green offense from scoring. It's going to be actually first in 25. It's a 15-yard penalty, so huge there. For sure, the first time that we have seen this Bowling Green offense backing up and something, you know, the Hallsville defense needed and help there by the officials with that penalty, which is going to back up. First down and 25 from the 47 of Hallsville. Dalton takes snap, gives the Starks right up the line of scrimmage off to the left side. He's not going to get a whole lot on the play. Maybe gets to the 45, so he's only going to pick up about two yards there. Bowling Green continuing to go with the system of Dalton under center and then Starks and Lane Bryant 
in the backfield. We've seen Bryant get a couple of carries, but Starks has been the main workforce, and the senior running back has already got two touchdowns tonight. Four. He's been excellent so far. It's going to be second down and about 23 to go after the penalty on first down. Backed up Bowling Green. Dalton, the senior 6-foot, 190-pound quarterback, comes back into the huddle, reads the play out, and then here they come. Second down. Dalton's going to take the snap and give it this time to Brian working off the 45. And the pile's going to be pushed up near about the 43 before they eventually blow the play dead. So another nice play there by Hallsville's defense. They huddle just about a two-yard carry, and it's going to be second, third down and about 20. Yeah, great stand there by the Hallsville defense. After the penalty that the Bobcats got backed up on to make it first on 25, they've really found something here the last couple of plays. Now, let's see what the Bobcats can do on this third down and 21. Third down along. Bryant's going to fake the give, dropping back. He's got a lot of time to throw. He's going to float it for Bryant, and he's going to make a shoestring catch. He's going to break a tackle, 10-5, and a 43-yard touchdown for Belaine Bryant is the running back on the swing route. Somehow was able to haul that pass in, but there is a flag on the play. But the way both teams are moving, this could come on Hallsville. Yeah, what a catch there. Just able to get it. Fingertip catch. What a throw, too, by Dalton. And to bounce that one in and take that to the house, what a touchdown for Bowling Green. And like you said, Ben, it looks like that penalty is going to be on Hallsville and more points are just being put up on the board in favor of the Bobcats. Two-point conversion, dropping back to passes. Dalton, he throws wide open receiver, and that's a successful two-point conversion. It is 34 to nothing as Dalton gets his third passing touchdown on the half there, and the running back slash wide receiver on the swing route, Bryant, goes 43 yards. And crazy to say, 43-yard touchdown on a drive that started at the 32 of Hallsville. Hallsville had him in third and long, but then the beautiful catch it was a swing route that somehow Bryant caught with what looked to be the very edge of his fingertips, and Hallsville continues to fall deeper and deeper into this hole. Yeah, that's really got to hurt for Hallsville, especially third down and 21, and Bowling Green is still able to have success and take another touchdown to the house and just expand on this lead. All right, we're going to go down to the field, and Blake, Blake, what do you got for us? Well, I want to give you a quick update on Harbison. So he did go to the locker room after that big hit on that kick return that uh, did draw a flag against Bowling Green. He uh, came over actually just behind me a little bit, was on the ground, got the wind knocked out of a little bit, had a pretty hard hit, shook him up. He did go to the locker room. He is back out, but he's in his street clothes right now. Thanks for the update, Blake. Kick is booted away. It's a high kick, and then it's going to be just falling on. This time, no late hit on the play, so glad to see that the Bobcats learned their lesson there, and Hallsville's going to come out and start the drive from about their own 20-yard line. And here comes Nichols and company. See if they can make some changes right here on this now, their fifth offensive drive, excuse me, sixth offensive drive of the game. Yeah, let's see what the Indians can do here, and especially down 34-0. They're in a hole just make some positive improvements move the football down the field and then when they have the opportunity try and produce and put points up on the scoreboard so they're going to start from their own 18 is look like where this one is spotted so each time now six drives and all six times Hallsville started on their own side of the field pistol formation for Nichols turns gives it to Fowler and Fowler with a nice run is going to pick up about eight maybe nine yards on the play before falling forward as he had to fight through contact right there. And nice run. Hallsville now with a five-minute mark to go in the first half, chilling 34-0, to trying to get something to go here on offense. Yeah, nice run right there by 
Fowler and gonna make it a second down and about five. So able to pick up five yards there on the first down. Let's see if Hallsville can figure something out before the half here and take some momentum into the half. Second down now and short for Hallsville. Nichols is going to send Xavier Stinson in motion from right to left. Now go up near the line of scrimmage to presumably block, run left side to Fowler. He breaks the tackles and is going to fall ahead across the 30-yard line up near about the 31. So that presumably should get the first down, and it does change their moving. And Hallsville is going to pick one up here on this now. Their sixth drive of the game trying to get that goose egg off the scoreboard. So back-to-back -back runs now to Fowler. A whole offense looking over to the line of scrimmage, waiting to get this play call in. There's two wide receivers near side, another on the far side. Just straight shotgun formation here. Fowler standing directly next to Nichols, and it's going to be a give to Fowler, trying to turn the corner left side. Starks is in there in the backfield, and he brings down Fowler for a loss of yards on the play. He's going to lose about four as Starks came flying in from his linebacker position to make the tackle. And the dual position athlete there, Starks, with a nice play on first down for Bowling Green. Yeah, Starks read that one in a hurry, and he stuck to Harrison Fowler like glue and was able to take him down. He came from one side of the field all the way around on that left side of that Hallsville offensive line and came all the way around to get Harrison Fowler on the backside. What a tackle. Good stand there by the Bobcats. So second down and 13, Nichols now back to the pistol formation, moves Xavier Stinson in motion, takes snap, it's a fumbled snap, it's on the ground, Fowler dives on it, but now it's a dog pile for this football, and now we have to wait and see who has it. Bowling Green pointing like they do, Nichols never had the control of the snap, it went off his chest, and as a result, the Bobcats take over in Hallsville territory after the fumble there on the bad exchange. Yeah, just a bad exchange, Nichols just gave the ball up there to Fowler, and it just looked like Fowler wasn't even ready for it as well. And just a little miscommunication by the two of them. And that's not what you need if you're the Indians, especially down 34-0 in this hole, to try and get some momentum. And now you give the ball right back to this offense who's just been on a roll. 2.16, or excuse me, 3.16 to go in the first half. Drive will start at the 29-yard line of Hallsville. Don will flip it to Starks. He makes a cut, and he's across the line of scrimmage up near the first down, driving the legs, and he's going to keep the pile moving. Looks like he picks up a first down, and another great run there by Starks. Before the next play, let's go down to Blake. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, one thing I was going to point out with that fumble is this football now, Obviously, we know they rotate three or four in, but it's just like a rock down here. The temperature, as cold as it is, with the wind blowing, it just makes that super hard. And I think that just was something that it, it uh, just slipped through his hands. And uh, unfortunately, Bowling Green was able to get on it. Thanks, Blake. It was a run of 12 there on first down. Starks gets another carry from the 17, and he's going to keep the legs moving, get maybe to about the 10-yard line. There were three different men in there on the play for Hallsville to try and make the tackle. One of them being Abel Finish, the linebacker. So Starks is going to pick up about five on the play. And now it's second down and five from the 11-yard line. Bowling Green looking to go on in and make this a 40 to nothing game as we approach two minutes ago in the first half. Yeah, Bowling Green has just had no problems at all so far this first half against this defense of the Indians. And again, like you said, Ben, they're looking to punch this one in for more points. Breaking the huddle, Dalton takes snap. He's going to give to Bryant, and Bryant will juke his way into the end zone. Aline Bryant with his third touch, excuse me, second touchdown on the half. First one was receiving, this one rushing, and he goes 11 yards. It's now 40 to nothing in favor of Bowling Green as the hybrid running back and receiver, Aline Bryant, has got the rushing touchdown. 
Another great play design again and taking it to the house. Bowling Green has just found some hot cocoa or something because their energy and their offensive tenacity two has point been conversion. too much. Dalton's going to throw. He's got a wide open receiver and Gunner Bryant makes the reception. It's 42 nothing. All right, I'll let you continue now, Justin. No, yeah. Like I was saying, with it being so cold out there, Bowling Green does not look like that is phasing them at all the way their offense has been rumbling and bumbling down the field and they have just had all kinds of success and whatever they have there on the sidelines and some hot cocoa they are definitely not feeling these frigid temps like Hallsville because they've looked cold all night offensively and defensively and hopefully they can figure something out coming out of the halftime and into the second half so offense now, which is yet to put something up on the scoreboard, will come out for their seventh drive of the game, presumably their last one of the half. 2.09 to go in this first half, and a 42 to nothing lead for the Bobcats. Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft on the call. Blake Gasway with us down on the sideline. And we get closer and closer to halftime. We'll see what adjustments Hallsville can make once they do eventually hit the locker room. Kick is going to be booted away by the left-handed, left-footed kicker of Bowling Green. It's brought in for Hallsville from about their own 20, and the returner on the play is going to get up to about maybe the 30-yard line on the return. Not a bad return right there. The primary returner, Arbison, was knocked out of this game earlier on a brutal hit after the whistle had been blown. So different returner there. Look like that was Aiden Ski, and here comes Hallsville's offense. Quarterback. Colton Nichols, the starter for most of the season before being knocked out the last three games with an injury, returned to the lineup tonight. Now can he get anything going as this drive starts from their own 30-yard line? Not the best starting field position Hallsville's had all half, but certainly not the worst. And they now break the huddle after they fumbled on their last drive, and Bowling Green turned it into eight more points. Nichols all alone in the shotgun formation. Three wide receivers and Fowler in on the play. He's going to keep it himself trying to run. Spins out of one tackle. He's going to get up to about the 33 on the run. Maybe not even. Looks like they're going to mark him at about the 31. And it's a short game. They're on first down. And clock hasn't even started running yet. You would assume they would fix that at some point here as we inch closer and closer to this first half coming to a close. And closer and closer to Bowling Green looking like they're well on their way to a district championship here now after taking it over Hallsville last year as well. Yeah, let's just see what Hallsville has in store here. Yes, they are down 42-0, to but there's still time before the half here, and they have the football. Let's see if they can find a way to put points up here before the end of the second quarter. Second and nine play action and a fake to Fowler. He's going to loft it for Lampkins. It's underthrown, and it is intercepted on the play. It looks like Walker Bryant's got it, trying to turn the quarter. He's at his own 50. Now angles near side across the 45. Still running. They can't bring him down. It's actually Dylan Dalton, the man who plays quarterback, may have a pick six on his mind. There he goes, out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. And not only can Dylan Dalton throw touchdown passes, he can pick them off too. And they're going to now be deep in Halsell territory after Nichols throws his first pick of the night. Yeah, what a read there by Dylan Dalton, the quarterback. And the man who comes up with a big-time turnover for Bowling Green here before the end of this second quarter, before we hit the half, and just able to look up the field as he caught that one, turned that one in to a big-time gain after the pick, and now 
Bowling Green has the football within their 15 on Hallsville's side of the field in the red zone looking to put up more points here. What a pick. So now third straight drive where Bowling Green has started in Hallsville territory. This one the best. They started their 14. Here comes the man who just intercepted that pass out under center. He's going to turn, give it to Starks, going directly up the middle following his blockers, and he's going to break a couple tackles. Did he get out of that pile? He did. 10-5 touchdown as Starks has got his third touchdown of the half. Second rushing, and it is 48-0 on a 14-yard rushing touchdown by Marcus Starks. Yeah, Starks doing it all game and again bounces that one into the house. What a job, though, by Dylan Dalton with the pick and then returning it to the Hallsville 15 and then Starks does the rest. Bowling Green now up 48-0. Here it, comes the two-point conversion attempt for the Bobcats making looking to make it a straight 50-burger mm -hmm. here in this first half alone. Starks will this time go in motion so it's Bryant in the backfield. Dalton's going to loft it up for Gunner Bryant and he makes the catch with no contest. It is 50 to nothing. One minute and 16 seconds to go in this second quarter and it has been all Bowling Green. Their offense making it look easy. Seven touchdowns and seven drives. Three touchdowns for Starks. Three for Dylan Dalton as well. Actually four total for Dylan Dalton. That duo has put on a show here in the first 24 minutes. They for sure have put on a show and their fans are loving it. 50 burger and we haven't even approached half with a minute 16 left here in the second quarter nothing to complain if you're on the bowling green sideline but there's a lot to address in the hallsville locker room and we will see how hallsville is able to come out here in the second half but the way bowling green has played all night my goodness already put up 50 points we'll see if that offense will have the same surge as what they have had so far in this first half and put up even more points so here comes the kicking unit for this Bowling Green squad trying to boot this thing away. Hallsville, I'm sure, just trying to get this game into the locker room and see what changes they can make. Kick is booted away. It's a low-line driver, and it's going to be brought in at about their own 20-yard line and just going to be taken straight out of bounds. We'll see where they mark it. Hallsville looks like they're going to start from about their own 27. It's now their eighth drive of the half. So we'll see. Hallsville still is... Really not been able to push deep into Bowling Green territory. They've been right around midfield a couple of times, but not much farther than that. And trying to get anything going. They're going to start from their own 27 is where they actually mark the returner for Hallsville. So they've had a fumble and an interception thrown. Everything else besides that has been turnover on downs or punted away. And now a minute 12 to go in this first half. Just one wide receiver. Hallsville may be looking to just run this thing out. It's a give to Fowler working off the left side. He's up across the 30, up near the 35 before he's brought down. So a nice run right there. He's going to pick up about seven on the play and make it second and short. And now with just a minute to go in the first half, Hallsville trailing 50 to nothing. Yeah, let's see what Hallsville has in store and see if they are going to have any desire to put up any points here before the half Nichols in the shotgun formation 42 seconds now to go in the half Nichols is going to keep it himself after taking a scrap across the 40 gets to about the 42 big hit there on the play couple different men in on the tackle including Gunnar Bryant the man who has a receiving touch on the other end he brings down Nichols right there and now 36 seconds to go in the half and now they let the clock run Halsell does get the first down they're at their own 41 yard line so Nichols able to pick it up 
but now the offense is running out of time. If they keep this thing on the ground, it could just be one more play and then headed for the locker rooms. Nichols in the pistol formation. He's going to turn, go play action, faking it to Fowry. He's dropping back, looks downfield, runs out of time. Now he's going to take it himself, breaks one tackle. He's going to only pick up about a yard on the play before being brought down. And with seven seconds to go, that could just about do it and end this first half. We'll see as the clock hits triple zeros, and that will do it here in the first half. Hallsville is shut out, and the other side, 50 points scored for Bowling Green in the first half, and not what Hallsville was hoping for right there. We're going to send it down to Blake here in just a moment as the Hallsville team goes to the locker room, and here we go down to Blake. Hey, thanks, guys. Down here with Coach Conyers. Coach, what was your thought on the first half? Uh, it was pretty terrible, both sides of the football for us. 50-0 at half, not what we expected. Um, you know, they're playing super physical and fast up front, and they, everything just hit so fast for us defensively. We got to do a better job tackling, and we got to get something moving offensively and try to manufacture some drives here. Any other changes we might expect to see in the second half? No, I think we're going to come back out and just try to run the football like we normally do and just try to get a little better moving on. Uh, and, you know, trying, like I said, trying to get a drive put together and get one in the end zone here. Absolutely. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. We'll send it back up to you guys. Appreciate it, Blake. As for that and the analysis that you provided the entire first half. So great to have a sideline reporter for the first time all season with Blake joining us here. And we're going to take a break here in just a second to regather and get some thoughts. But just initially, not the half holes was looking for there at Bowling Green. You see why they're 10-0. First time we've got to see them this season. And they're well on pace for that 70-point-per-game average. And now we're going to go to a running clock in the second half. So not not what the Indians were hoping for in the first 24 minutes. Yeah, definitely not what the Indians were looking forward to coming here to Bowling Green and expecting for themselves to have success. And they really just haven't in this first half. And they're just going to have to, you know, like Coach Conyers said, find a way in the second half to put a drive together and put points up on the scoreboard. Because after that first drive, they had something going. They moved past the 50, but... Besides that first drive of the game, they really haven't been able to do anything, and their offense has looked really stagnant, and their defense just hasn't had any answer for stopping the freight train in Bowling Green and Starks running the football, and then Dylan Dalton as well. And there's just something that Hallsville is just going to find a way and need to build on in the second half. But if you're Bowling Green fan, and especially everyone on that side, Every player in that locker room is feeling right now that they just got to keep the momentum high, keep this up, and not let Hallsville get back in this game because right now they are playing spectacular. And like you said, Ben, they are showing why they're 10-0 and and one of the best teams in the playoffs. Well, tough first half for Hallsville indeed. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes to recap this thing and get you ready for the last two quarters of football. District championship on the line here on the Show Me Sports Network. Don't go anywhere. Halftime analysis in just a couple of minutes. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! 
Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state of the art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one of a kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more. Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. At Hallsville School District, our educators do more than just teach. Lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom. For students to succeed, it takes an entire district-wide team. Join Hallsville School District's team today, now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions. Visit Hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. Role models are more important than ever in today's society. You can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event. Good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions. So the next time you attend a sporting event, remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Fans, when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? 
Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well in stride? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work, and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we can teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world. Receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Halftime on the Show Me Sports Network. We're about halfway through it and a 
Don't really know what adjective to use to describe the first half. It just was not a good one for Hallsville, and they find themselves in the locker room down 50 to nothing. But how much can you really blame them? It's a Bowling Green team that has been running over everyone this season, and they put on a display of dominance there in the first half. Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft, you on the Show Me Sports Network, Blake Gazaway with us as well. I mean, one completion in the first half for Hallsville. Harrison Fowler, he, he had some decent runs, but it's it just... And Blake mentioned this too. It's just it's everything looks hard for this offense to complete right now, and maybe it's because it's a mismatch. It's just nothing is easy. Whereas throughout the season for Hallsville, bread and butter was we need we need some yards. We're gonna we're gonna turn to our running back Fowler and run some sort of stretch play, or we need three yards. We're gonna have a QB read option with Colt Nichols. He's gonna get it. And it was easy. I mean, they even when they were losing, they were still moving the football. And tonight, it's just everything looks hard. It's it it feels like the Blair Oaks game, but worse. Yeah, everything just looks really stagnant for Hallsville, and they just really haven't found a way to really get anything going positively, building any momentum against Bowling Green. And Bowling Green's defense has just found a way to just get to Harrison Fowler and Colton Nichols in a hurry, and they just haven't been able to establish a run like we've seen Hallsville has been able to do all season and coming into this game. And just moving the football has been hard to come by. And let's just see what Hallsville has in store. Bowling Green will start with the ball to start the second half. But especially that defense as well needs to find a way to build some momentum and hopefully get a couple of stops on Bowling Green here in the second half and then let that momentum carry over to the offense and just find a way to put up points. Well, it was the duo of Dylan Dalton and Marcus Starks on the offensive side for Bowling Green in that half. Dalton with three passing touchdowns, another with his feet. Starks had three total touchdowns, two on the ground, one through the air, and they were moving the football at will. Even when Halsell did back him up, there was one drive where Halsell really looked like they were maybe going to get off the field. Had Bowling Green in a third down and 20, but Dalton lays it out there beautifully, and Elaine Bryant makes a fingertip grab and then goes and scores from 49 yards out, actually 47 yards out, and Outside of that, that's just been kind of the way the game has gone for Hallsville. Mm-hmm. Just it's been tough for them from start to finish, and we'll just see what happens here in the second half. Presumably, the last 24 minutes of their season is this the distinct championship, legitimately win or go home. Hallsville two and zero in their two playoff games so far. Obviously, had to be to get to this point after beating Paul Myra and then Centralia on the road last week, but do not have the same luck here in this one. And now, as we get into the second half here in just about three or four minutes, going to have a running clock. It's going to move quickly. And, I mean, at, at this point, what do you what are you even looking for in the second half out of them knowing that this is this is probably it? This is this is after this. There's there's no practice this next week. The season's over. Yeah, I think you just got to, you know, keep your heads up and just keep playing hard, you know, and don't think about the scoreboard and just go out there and play hard. And I know that's what Justin Conyers is definitely telling his guys in the locker room is just go out there have fun you've had a lot of success all season and just to get to this point get to this district championship game against a team in Bowling Green who's been dominant all season and they they just got to come out and just keep playing hard couple other score updates from other district championship games. Blair Oaks, no surprise they're winning a football game because they have, like Bowling Green, won every one they've played this season. Blair Oaks last time we saw up 28-7 to in their district championship game. I believe that's against St. Francis. And then another one, a tight one between Boonville, team that also lost to, and Moberly, who knocked out Southern Boone last week. Boonville and Moberly are tied 7-7 last time we get update there as well. So a couple other district championship matchups that are going on. 
And we got ours still left in this one. 24 minutes left to play and a 50 to nothing deficit for Hallsville. And with about two minutes or so until we get this third quarter kicked off, any other things we should be looking for this half? I think for Hallsville, you'd like to get a stop here to start this third quarter because the Bobcats will be starting with the football. And then whether it's Nichols or Matheny there, quarterback in the second half, can you move the football? Can you at least pose a threat of scoring here in this half? Yeah, I think they just got to find some momentum and just gravitate towards moving the football productively down the field and just taking small increments, you know, and not try to do too much. Yeah, no, I think that's you. I, I certainly think it, at the very least it's can you complete more than one pass and a half. Mm -hmm. And I the weather plays a factor in that absolutely. And it, there's just it's, it's been tough. I keep, I don't even know how much you could put the blame on for Hallsville here, just the way that that uh, that Bowling Green has played so far. But that's another thing too. And they've they've had some shots. I mean, we look at a couple pass plays. I mean, I think we we both agree there's a couple for Lampkins that they could have hit. One to Stinson they could have hit. So. We'll see as Hallsville now back out on the field. They just ran on. Clock says 28 seconds until the second half starts, but it's going to be a little longer than that because Hallsville just getting onto the field, so they're going to have to do their warm-up stretches. While they do that, we're going to step away now for another minute or two. When we return, it'll be Hallsville kicking it away to start the second half. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions the score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time but the actions of players coaches and spectators leave lasting impressions the next time you attend a high school game think of how history will remember you choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship remember the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow this message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! 
Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more. Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. For the start of the second half, the kicking teams have just taken the field, and Halsell are going to climb as much as they can out of this 50 to nothing deficit. About 15 seconds till we get this third quarter underway. Ben Schmidt here alongside Justin Kraft. Thanks so much for spending this chilly Friday evening with us. Hope wherever you are that you are bundled up. We have the luxury of being inside. Blake Gasway is with us down on the sideline, not so much, but regardless. 24 minutes left in this one. A district championship on the line for the second year in a row between Bowling Green and Hallsville. And Hallsville and Zach Red is going to kick this thing away. Here it comes, and it is boomed high in the air. It's a short kick, and it's just going to be fair caught about his own 40, maybe 41-yard line for Bowling Green. Excuse me, not the 40, the 35. And here comes the offense. That was a perfect 8-for-8 on scoring drives in the first half. Yeah, let's see what this Hallsville Indians defense can do. Like you said, Bowling Green 8-for-8 on their eight possessions with the football, resulting in eight touchdowns. And right now, Hallsville needs to find a way to build some momentum. This would be a big momentum shifter if they can find a little bit of a glimpse of hope and get a stop here and get the football back. Offense breaks the huddle. Dalton under center. Starks goes in motion, and it's going to be a run right side across the 40. There he goes across midfield. Brian is going to take it all the way. There's a flag down, though, presumably for an illegal block. So at the moment, it's a 65-yarding touchdown for Blaine Bryant, but it's probably coming back. And it looks like it's going to be a block in the back. So bring this thing all the way back. Bryant almost had his third touchdown of the game. But a block is going to bring this thing all the way back, and it's going to be now first down at about 20-25 for Bowling Green. Running clock, by the way, in the second half, so things will move quickly. Yeah, luckily, like you said, there was a penalty there on that run there by Bryant. But my goodness, he was just walking down the red carpet like he you know, was going to the house, and that's what he did right there. But my goodness, well, let's the, see what the, the Hallsville defense can do here because they can't let that happen again. The block came down a field, so give Bowling Green the first down. They actually pick up 15 yards, but they do get the touchdown wiped off the board. So it was once Bryant broke through into the second level that the illegal block came. So it's going to be first and 10 for Bowling Green from right at midfield. So a 15-yard rush there for Bryant, but has a 65-yard touchdown wiped off the board. First and 10, give to Sarks. Turn the corner right side. He's got one man to beat, and he stumbles before going out of bounds at about the 30. It was Lampkins there who was that one man and able to save a touchdown once Starks fumbled. But regardless, it's a big gain and a gain of 25, now first and 10 from the 25-yard line of Hallsville after the Starks carry. Man, is he quick. I'll tell you what, he burst into the secondary in the blink of an eye and was off and running. For sure, he goes from one gear to the next, and all gas, no break is Starks. And my goodness, he saw the seam there again, and he broke free what a job there by Hallsville getting to him and knocking him out of bounds because he might have been in for six again 
First and 10 from the 25, Starks and Bryant in the backfield. Dalton takes a snap. He's going to give the handoff to Bryant right side, and he's not going to get a whole lot right there. Maybe got to about the 20-yard line. It was far side of the field, so tough to see what that pile eventually came down. Referee looks like he's going to mark it inside the 20, so he picks up six yards on the carry. Now it's actually eight yards. They move it even even farther forward, so it's second and two from the 17-yard line. Is still in the huddle. Dalton overall on the sideline runs over to the sideline before every play. And now Dylan Dalton, the quarterback, who's got four total touchdowns, is going to give the play call to his teammates. First drive of the second half for Boeing. He's got a 50 to nothing lead and 8.45 to go in this third quarter. They've got second and two. Two men in the backfield. Dalton takes a snap. It's a pitch to start. He cuts inside, and he's going to fight through some defenders to get Inside the 10-yard line, it looks like he does get the first down, moves the chains. Now it's just about where they spot him and how much longer can this Hallsville defense hold Bowling Green out of the end zone. Yeah, this defense has been on their heels from the minute we kicked off and Bowling Green had the football. And again, they're on their heels again and Bowling Green is just about to punch it in for another touchdown. And this would be nine straight drives where they come up with a touchdown. So it's first and 10 from the 11-yard line for this Bowling Green offense, who has been incredibly run-heavy overall. They do have three passing touchdowns, though, but when they've passed, it's been really just one play, and it's been successful. First and 10, it's going to be a give directly to the up man. Didn't even see how that ball, who even took the ball right there. I think Dalton may have actually just kept it himself once he took the snap. He's going to get inside the 10, not much further. And we'll see where they spot it. So that was an interesting play. It was essentially turned into a QB sneak. He gets four. Actually, looks like they're going to give him three. So second and seven. Yeah, like you said, that was an interesting play. At first, it didn't look like Dalton was going to take the quarterback keeper right up the middle. But he decided to take it himself and was able to pick up three yards. So here comes the Bowling Green offense. They're on their eighth drive of the game. Seven of them in the first half. All seven resulted in touchdowns. And that is what has given them a 50 to nothing advantage. They can get a first down without scoring, but it would have to be right at the one. Under center now is Dalton. He'll turn. He will give it to Starks. Bounces it right side. Breaks one tackle and can walk on in. That's a touchdown for Bowling Green. And with seven minutes and counting to go in the third quarter, it is 56 to nothing on Starks' fourth touchdown of the game, this time from seven yards out. Yeah, Starks again. He is just having a game, and he has... The defense of Hallsville has had no answer for him, that's for sure. And he's just been enjoying it, bouncing it in again for another touchdown. What a game Starks has had. And he has been a big playmaker for this Bowling Green's offense. For the first time all night, Bowling Green's going to kick it. They will kick the extra point, and it will split the uprights. It is 57-0. Don't know what prompted all of a sudden now to start kicking extra points, but kicker made it look easy. It is 57 to nothing with 6.28 to go in the third quarter. As on that drive, Bowling Green takes about half the quarter off the clock. goes 65 yards and caps it off with a Starks rushing touchdown. Now we can see the Indians offense for the first time this half. Yeah, let's see how this Indians offense is able to find a way here. Bowling Green able to put up another score. Like you said, Ben, now up for it. 57 to 0 but let's see what this offense has in store and can find a way to make some progression down the field and put points up on the scoreboard love to see if they could find a way to somehow get near the end zone to give Harrison Fowler a chance at that rushing touchdown record he's two to tie three to break it so a tall order here with a running clock and a blowout game but if you're just looking at a record wise for a senior running back who 
presumably playing his last high school game ever. That's something to look forward to. As now with under six to go in the first half, Hallsville will receive this kickoff, trailing by 57 points. Kick is booted away. It's going to be a line drive and actually going to go out of bounds. So the penalty will give a good starting fuel position for Hallsville. Yeah, that will be really nice for Hallsville here. You're going to have great field position, which they haven't had so far all night throughout this game. And let's see what they can do with this good field position and find a way to move the football down the field and then give Harrison Fowler an opportunity to, you know, bounce it in for six and two, and then two yards, two touchdowns away, excuse me, from the touchdown record. So Hallsville on their first drive of the half starts from their own 35-yard line. Here comes Colt Nichols in the offense. The thing that got record-breaking achievements on my mind and the potential for Fowler to do it tonight is another record that was set not even in this game. And I'll get back to that thought after this play as Nichols yells out the play call to his line. He's got Fowler directly to the left of him, takes the shotgun snap, and gives to Fowler running to the right side. He's not going to get much, breaks out of one tackle, then is slung down, and it looks like they're going to say that he lost the yard on the play second and 11. So what made me think of Fowler having a record opportunity was another record that was set tonight in a different game. Dylan Hare, the quarterback that Hallsville saw a couple weeks ago in Blair Oaks, is the first Missouri high school quarterback ever to have 10,000 career passing yards and 5,000 career rushing yards. So even though Dylan Hare not a quarterback that plays for Hallsville, with all the years of Missouri high school quarterbacking, the fact that he's the first ever to accomplish that feat, pretty mind-blowing. Just wanted to share that because not every day you see someone put up those numbers. But hopefully we can celebrate another record and get Fowler a shot at that here in the second half. Second and 11. Nichols going to keep it. Turns the corner up near the 35. And he's across the 50 into Bowling Green territory. How about that, Colton Nichols? He's going to pick up about 18 yards on the run. And it's first and 10 for the Hallsville offense. Nicely done by the quarterback who's got 18 rushing touchdowns on the season. For sure, nicely done there by Colton Nichols, bouncing it to the outside and able to juke by one defender and then get the first down and more. What a run, well-needed first down for this Indians offense. See if they can keep that momentum brewing. Two wide receivers, far side and one to the left of Nichols. He's going to take the snap, give it to Fowler, and he is going to be met in the backfield and lose about three yards on the play. By the time he received that handoff, there were two or three different defenders there already in the backfield ready to make the play, led by Joe, by Jackson and Teddy Charlton, and the Charlton brothers string that one out, and it's going to be second down and about 12. Yeah, the Charlton brothers were right there to get Fowler, and just nothing there for Fowler, no running room at all, no lane made by his offensive line and wasn't able to do anything right there on first down. Under three minutes to go now in this third quarter. Halls are looking to put some points up on the scoreboard. Shotgun snap to Nichols. He will look left all the way. He's going to throw the comeback route and it's batted down at the line of scrimmage incomplete. Actually, looked like it could have been the second completion of the night. Lampkins just ran a simple comeback route and was wide open if he could have got the ball over the line of scrimmage. But when you look at this defensive line for Bowling Green, you have two different men that are 6'3 plus, and that was part of what led to the ball being bad down. I think that was Harrison Hunt who got a hand on it. It's now 3rd and 12. Yeah, Harrison Hunt, he hunted that one down, and what a I see what you did block there. there. Yeah. <laughs> Able to get his hands up and bat that one down. So it's third down and 12. They bring an extra man in to block, and that's because they're going to run it with the QB. Nichols breaks one tackle, but then he's brought down. It's Starks who is able to trip him up. He gets back to the original line of scrimmage, and that's going to make it fourth and 10 as Starks comes down from his linebacker prediction, not prediction, position to make the tackle right there. 
And as we now approach the end of this third quarter, Ken Halls will keep this drive live. They're going to go for it on fourth down. They need to get to the 37-yard line of Bowling Green to keep this one alive. Looking over towards the near sideline, and Coach Conyers calling out the plays. Wide receiver on the far side of the field is Landon Severs. Meanwhile, Lampkins and Isaac Stinson are closest to us. It's pistol formation. Fowler behind Nichols. It's going to be play action. Fake to Fowler. Nichols has got all day to throw. He's just going to chuck it up downfield into double coverage, and it's going to go out of bounds. Intended receiver Isaac Stinson, and he just ran out of room along that sideline. Really not a whole lot of room to fit it in, but got to throw it somewhere on fourth and long. It falls incomplete, and that's a turnover on downs for Hallsville. Bowling Green will take over. Yeah, there's just nothing Nichols could do right there on fourth down and 10. Both wide receivers doubled up by cornerbacks and just not anything Nichols could do there placing the football into his wide receiver hands as he tried to throw it to him along the sideline and just sailed wide wide and went out of bounds and now Bowling Green will start with the football after Hallsville turns it over on downs. Second drive of the half for Bowling Green. They start near midfield at their own 47-yard line, probably about a play or so until this quarter ends. A touchdown already in this half for Bowling Green. Man almost jumped for Hallsville. Does get back on sides. Now the snap is to Dalton. He'll give to Starks. Breaks one tackle. He's across midfield. Actually, Dalton kept it himself, and he's going to get across midfield into the 40-yard line and then going down right there. Man, that was a good play fake. Thought Starks had the ball, but Dalton pulled it out of there and kept it himself. He's going to pick up about 15 yards on the run, gets to the 38 of Hallsville, and moves the change on what is the final play of the third quarter. So not a whole lot of scoring in that quarter. Clock was running the entire way. Just seven points scored by Bowling Green, and we will head to the fourth. Fist up as it is a 57-0 score in favor of the Bobcats. Start of the fourth when we return in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. Start of the fourth quarter between Hallsville and Bowling Green. It's been all Bobcats so far. They lead this one 57-0 and have the football. Just 12 minutes left in this one. And it will be exactly 12 minutes because the clock is running. Ben Schmidt here, Justin Kraft alongside me, and Blake Gasway out there bearing the 20-ish degree weather on the sidelines for us, along with all the other players that are out there as well. So, Yeah, i got to give a hands, you know, clapping for uh, Blake down there in that cold, frigid weather because I know he is finding a way, taking in all those elements, but he is <laughs> finding a way to keep himself warm even though we're up here with the heater. I salute to him, that's for sure. It's going to be first down, a run of not a whole lot there for Bowling Green. They snapped the ball from the 38 off Hallsville and didn't even see who ended up keeping that football, but he didn't get much, and they just get one yard on the play. So second down and nine. 
But the start of the fourth quarter, I see what looks like maybe a few numbers in there, trying to see if Dalton is still in there at quarterback. You wouldn't think that they would pull him out mid-drive, although that looks to be a different quarterback in there. I don't think that's Dalton out there. And we'll try to relay who that name is that now is under center for Bowling Green. So if that's the end for Dalton, he goes three quarters with three passing touchdowns and another with his legs. And now we'll see what the reserves can do for this Bowling Green offense. Eye formation, turn and give to the running back on the play. He runs into a wall, and then he's going to be brought down behind the line of scrimmage, courtesy of DJ Larkin. And a nice stop right there on the run as it was given to Easton Orff, and Orff just did not have a lot of room to work with. Yeah, great tackle right there by DJ Larkin. Able to get to the ball carrier, wraps him up, takes him down. Great pursuit of the football right there by DJ Larkin. So third down and about 10 or so for this Bowling Green offense, who now it looks like they've turned to the reserves, can't even totally tell just on the number who is in at quarterback. But it's Orff now in the backfield that may be Oliver Niemeyer in at quarterback. Not totally sure. It's third down and about 10. They go back under center. Two men in the backfield. It's going to be the up man who gets to carry. Actually, no, the quarterback keeps it himself. Turns the corner. He's got blockers, 25-20. And a nice run back there by the reserve quarterback for Bowling Green. They are off and running, even with the backups into the game as now we approach 10 minutes left in this one. Nice run there by the quarterback for Bowling Green. Yeah, nice run, that's for sure. Escaping, going to the outside, and picking up that first down. Something Hallsville did not need right there after a great play by D.J. Larkin to set it up third down and long, but Bowling Green able to, again, find a way to keep that train going. That freight train ain't stopping, even with the backups in. They pick up the first down. And again, they're looking to put more points up on the scoreboard. So first and 10 from the 12-yard line of Hallsville for this Bowling Green offense. See if they turn and give it back to the running back, Orff. And they're not going to do that, given to the other running back in the backfield. He's not going to pick up a whole lot. Maybe a couple yards on the play, and it's going to be second down. And about eight yards or so, that may be Jace Eskew at quarterback. So hard to tell on that far side of the field, but I believe that can make out an eight there. So it looks to be that SQ is in the game now at quarterback for Bowling Green. Give just three yards on the first down run right there. So it's second and seven for this Bowling Green offense, who's at the nine. So they can get a first down without scoring. They have scored a touchdown on every drive so far. This is their ninth drive of the game and their second of the half. Really the only thing stopping them at this point is the running clock. It's going to be snap, and the ball is fumbled by the quarterback. He puts it on the ground, but I think Eskew fell right on top of it. There was a miscommunication as the running back thought that Eskew was going to keep it, and Eskew thought the running back was going to take it. Ball was dropped. Thankfully, he falls onto it. I guess thankfully for them, not thankfully for Hallsville, as they just miss out on a turnover opportunity. It's now going to be third and long for this Bowling Green offense. Yeah, good job by Eskew to just fall on it after there was some miscommunication there, uh, relaying the handoff from Eskew to Oaf, and good job by Hallsville swarming and getting to him. And now it will be third down and nine. Let's see what Hallsville can do here and find a way to finally get a stop. And Blake did just let me know that it is SQ in at quarterback. So appreciate that, Blake. Eskew goes under center for third down. Going to give the carry. The ball's stumbled again by Eskew. It's a scramble for it. And wait and see who falls. And I think Bowling Green kept it once again. No, they did not. It's a turnover. And it's recovered by Halsell. Eskew in his first snaps at QB as a fumble. And Halsell's going to take over as they finally turn away the Bowling Green offense. Yeah, what a job there by Hallsville. Able to see that ball on 
the turf and able to recover it. Great job by the defense, and they finally get their first stop of the game. That's got to be a big-time confidence builder. Great job by that defense to not let Bowling Green put any more points up on the scoreboard. So here comes the Hallsville offense, and they look to get something going and get that zero off the scoreboard. And now before this play, it looks like a timeout might have been called. Trying to see right here. They came out onto the field. It was fresh off a turnover, and Hallsville starting from their own 16, but now both teams leaving the field once again. Interesting decision right there and it looks like I don't know what's happening the referees are all having a discussion so this may not have been a timeout regardless Hallsville trying to get just anything going on offense right now yeah let's see if Hallsville can find some momentum offensively here let's see what Conyers has dialed up for this offense to move the football down the field and try and get some points up here in the late stages of this fourth quarter and build some confidence and go out with their heads high to finish out the season. So now here comes the offense back out onto the field. We'll, ha we'll have Blake join us in just a second to tell us a little about, bit about what that was. First down, give to Fowler. He's got a hole he's up across the 25-yard line, and then the ball came out at the end of the play as he got the first down, but there was a scramble for the football there at the end. I think Hallsville retained it, waiting to see the point of the direction and still waiting see who came out with that football at the bottom of the dog pile and it looks like that it's bowling green football so Fowler puts it on the turf he has not been prone to fumble so far this season but he lets one go right there and bowling green will take over after just a one play drive for hallsville all right what do you got for you, blake well, i think that time out there was uh trying to change personnel They've got uh, Bowling Green has got some backup guys in and some third string guys, so it gets a little complicated. You can't just say your first team, your offense, your defense, whatever it is. So I think they had just miscommunication who the players are, but they're able to get it back. We'll see what the offense does here with uh, six and a half to go. Well, stay with us, Blake. I want to ask you one more thing after this first play of the drive for Bowling Green. It's Eskew back out there as the quarterback, the sophomore 185-pounder, trying to have a better drive right here. And it's going to be a snap and give to the running back. Not going to get a whole lot. So against the backups, the Hallsville defense has certainly gained some penetration now six minutes to go in the game. All right, Blake, what did you see on the turnover there that Hallsville just gave up on the fumble by Fowler? Well, you know, again, like we talked about, uh, that ball is just rock hard right now as it's been most of the evening. Uh, but uh, just kind of got some separation away from his body. And, uh, you know, you try to keep those three points of contact, keep it up and, uh, just uh, Johnny on the spot ripped it out and was able to recover it. So, you know, it was a good play. Did everything right on Bowling Green's part. Team just exchanging turnovers there. All right. Thank Blake. Thank you, Blake. We'll talk to you again here in a little bit as this game winds down to a close. 525 and counting. Breaking the huddle now is Eskew in the Bowling Green offense. He's under center. I formation is going to be picked to the running back, Orf. He's trying to turn the corner left side, and he's not going to get very far as a couple men in white jerseys for Halls will swarm to the tackle. Lampkin's one of them, and it's going to bring up third down. So a nice tackle right there. Don't think he got a whole lot on the run, and maybe he gets about three or four on the carry, and it's going to be third down for Bowling Green yeah good pursuit there by the defense of Hallsville able to get to Orf and find a way to take him down so third down for the offense 
They're huddling up behind the line of scrimmage. They lead this thing 57 to nothing, and just four minutes and 40 seconds away from a district championship for the Bobcats and for the Hallsville Indians, four minutes and 40 seconds away from their final game of the season. They need seven yards, need to get to the 17 of Hallsville for a first the Bobcats do. Turn, pitch to the running back. It's Orff once again, and he's going to follow his blockers, get about half of what he needed, but not much further. And a couple men in there on the tackle for Hallsville, trying to pick out out of that pile who it was. And it looks like Cale Nichols was one of the men to bring him down, and it's fourth down now. Yeah, fourth down. Big confidence builder here for this defense if they can get back-to-back drives of Bowling Green to end in the last one, a turnover. And then let's see if they can do it here again and stop Bowling Green and make them turn the football over on downs. So ruling was that Orff just got a yard on the play. So fourth and six, a chance for Hallsville to stop this Bowling Green offense on back-to-back drives. Forced to fumble last drive, and now they've got a fourth down right here. Two men and running backs in the backfield behind Askew. He'll take the snap, give to the up man. He's going to get a couple yards and then fall forward. He needed to get to the 19, and I don't think he got there. It looks like he's just about a yard or so short, and this should be a turnover on downs. We'll wait and see, and it looks like he's going to be short, and that's a turnover on downs. Hallsville will take over. Great stop by the defense of Hallsville finding a way to get to Orff there and able to wrap him up. And again, finding a way to build confidence, keep their heads high. Great job by the defense, not giving up any points again after Bowling Green got the football back after Harrison Fowler fumbled and put the ball on the turf. But great job there by the defense. And let's see what the offense can do here with 2.53 left in the fourth. Here comes Nichols, all alone in the shotgun. He's going to run it himself to the right side, trying to turn the corner, stutter steps. He's got some room now, cuts all the way across to the left, and he's going to turn that into a gain of about five yards or so. Nichols showing off the athleticism right there as we approach two and a half minutes left in the game. Yeah, nice athleticism right there by Nichols, able to bounce it around that right side there and go up along the sidelines, able to pick up about five or six yards there. Let's see if Hallsville can put a little drive together here late in the fourth quarter. So here comes the offense on this next play. Give to Fowler left side. He's got the first down. Turns the corner 35-40. He steps through one, and there he goes across midfield. He's going to cut back in across the 30. Breaks another tackle. Fowler, he's still rumbling his way down near the 10-yard line. And on that run right there, he's going to pick up near 50. And Hallsville looks like they may have a chance at a score. What a run right there by Harrison Fowler and the sledgehammer. The man, the focal point of this offense, he does it right there. Harrison Fowler, what a run. Like you said, Ben rumbling and bumbling inside the 35-yard line. Now on the 30, let's see if Hallsville can put up some points here in the last few minutes of this fourth quarter. Well, they're actually, as this one's going to be kept by Nichols, he's trying to bounce his way, and he's going to get in for the touchdown as they didn't update the scoreboard before the play, the ball was snapped from the 13, and Nichols with his 19th rushing touchdown of the season, this time from 13 out. And based on the way this crowd just reacted, you wouldn't know that they're down 57-6 to because they just cheered on their junior quarterback who runs it in on the heels of a Harrison Fowler touchdown, and Hallsville gets the goose egg off the scoreboard. Yeah, nice run there by Colton Nichols, and he gets to drop a nickel in the bank. And great to see that. Great to see him bounce one into the end zone. What a run there, and for Hallsville to get on the scoreboard. But these Hallsville faithful fans, they have been cheering no matter what the score Two has point been up there on the scoreboard. Two-point conversion is good. It's 
and now 57 to 8 what a job and what a drive and a little spark a glimpse of you know confidence for Hallsville there what a drive what a touchdown so it is 57 to 8 with 30 seconds and with the clock still moving we may not even see another play left in this one I mean go out in a loss but can you ask I mean for all intents and purposes, you can say, hey, Hallsville ended their season on a successful two-coin conversion. And you don't say that it's in the final score of a blowout loss, but it looks like that's going to just about do it. There's 10 seconds and counting. No other play has to be run. And the Hallsville players and coaches are hugging it out down on the sidelines. How can you not feel, especially for some of those seniors down there? The final score is going to be 57-8. The clock hits triple zeros. And Bowling Green is district champions. They take... This one, the Class 2 District 7 District Championship belongs to the Bondcats. Final score, 57-8. If you want to say also went on top, they did. They get the touchdown on the final play of the game, and that's going to just about do it. Final here in Bowling Green. Good, though, to, to go, out with a, go out with a touchdown. Oh, yeah, for sure, Ben. They finished on a high note, and you couldn't ask for a better you know, finish for Hallsville there to put some points up there at the end. What a game by both teams, especially for Hallsville to make this run to the district championship. Bowling Green as well. And this team in Bowling Green with the win, winning district championship and moving on, well-deserved for, for the Bobcats. But Hallsville, what a season and what a year, especially for this team and just getting to this point and making it this far in the playoffs. Definitely a check mark and a great su successful season for the Indians absolutely I mean coach Connors here with Hallsville and just his fourth season I mean it's the appearance district championship I mean it's he's been he's been great at that they don't get over the hump this year and lots to regroup about but considering that some of the changes that Hallsville had to go through this year they had the returning starters but had to go through a change of quarterback, had to go with a ton of injuries. I mean, mm -hmm. it felt like that was a topic every week. Harrison Fowler, the starting running back, wasn't healthy to start the season. Lots to be proud of for Hallsville for sure. And I'm sure that is certainly what is going to be talked about here in that huddle that's going on for Hallsville. Certainly not how they wanted this thing to end, but fell at the hands of a very good Bowling Green team. And could have easily, Hallsville, about three weeks ago, for coming off the loss to California, Hallsville could have easily folded. I don't want to talk about moral victories. It's... I don't need to talk about that all night, but they could have folded and they came back not only to beat Palmyra the way they did, but knock off the team who got the bye in Centralia. And I, that, I mean, it's so a sign of some of the fight that this team certainly had, and they were just overmatched here tonight and a, a tough way to end the things, but lots to be happy of nevertheless. Great quarterback play throughout the season by both Nichols and Matheny. Fowler was incredible again. The receivers through the last couple of games of the season, I thought, showed as much development as any position and. Uh, it's it's just tough to wait to see it end in the fashion that it did. Yeah, for sure. You're definitely right about that. And just like you were saying, Ben, this was a successful season. Just to make it this far and to make it to back-to-back -to -back district championship, you know, games made it last year, made it this year, and in Conyers' fourth year, they got something brewing. And this is a Hallsville, you know, program that successfully under Conyers has a team each and every year that competes and Next year, they will definitely have a team to look out for, and they are going to be very successful. But just the way they finished the game shows right there that they had enough confidence. They didn't worry about what the score was, and they played hard. And what a game. And a great win for Bowling Green to win the district championship. But Hallsville just to finish on a high note. All right, Blake, any final thoughts for me down there? Thanks for sticking it out with us on the sidelines all night. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, I could have been sitting in my house all nice and warm, but decided we'd come out here and have some fun as well. But I think you guys, you know, really hit the, the nail on the head that uh, obviously the final score, the night didn't go the way that Hallsville wanted, but still a lot of positives, and they ended on a positive note. You know, it's something that uh, we don't like to think about, we don't like to talk about, but all good things do have to come to an end. That makes it bittersweet for these seniors who have spent a lot of time and uh, blood, sweat, and tears, and just, you know, they've given their all out here. But like you said, they never quit. You know, despite being a 50-plus margin, they never quit. They stayed in it. They could have easily came out here in the second half and said, well, you know, we've got no chance. It's going to be a running clock and just given up. But they didn't do that. They stayed in it. They finished on a high note by marching the ball down the field with a two-point conversion. And that's those victories that, uh, you know, you look at later on and you say, hey, that's exactly what we're trying to build in this team and trying to build into these young men is uh, the wherewithal and to, to put them in adverse situations and see how they handle it and what they do. And so, you know, very proud of how they finished the season again. It's not where they would have scripted it up at, but still a, a great season nonetheless. And I uh, was uh, uh, happy to have the opportunity to come down and uh, sideline report. So, like we said, though, all good things got to come to an end. And unfortunately, tonight is when the season stops for the uh, Indians. But it's been a, uh, a great season nonetheless. So I'll send it back up to you guys in your nice and toasty box up there. Well, yeah, absolutely. Real quick, Blake, do you want to ask you one more thing? How about the scene down there on the field? The seniors especially, but the whole team in general is wrapping things up on the field. But how about this scene with the fans and the parents down on the sideline waiting for when this huddle breaks? I mean, you wouldn't know that this is an away game, and I'm sure a whole lot of very loving fans waiting for, for when this huddle does come to an end. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. I mean, Hallsville typically travels well to, to games with the district championship, obviously being a game that a lot of people uh, want to uh, you know, attend. And those that couldn't, we had a lot of listeners tonight, so we're glad that they're tuned in. But, you know, it's a brotherhood. These guys have spent a lot of time and effort uh, putting the uh, necessary hours and hours and hours and the things that they need to do, putting that together, uh, both in preseason, both in this season, uh, previous seasons as well. And so, you know, it's a brotherhood. You get to know these guys uh, um, sometimes better than they know themselves. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing, but, you know, the crowd was great. They were in it along the way. And, uh, you know, we're going to see some emotions here after the game. But, uh, you know, they, they can take the memories, the memories and the experience. That's the thing that they'll be able to tell their kids and grandkids and great-grandkids and all those things about uh, the quality of program that they have uh, been a part of here at Hallsville. Well, Blake, appreciate the insight all night. Let you go find a warm spot. Maybe it's up here with us, but go find wherever that may be, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Blake. Anything, I mean, we'll be back in just a moment to talk even more about, about the post game. but, I mean, now, now as you see the players leave the field after breaking it down in the huddle and tough to have it end this way, but at the very least, they two weeks ago, final home game for most of the seniors, were able to win a dominant fashion, and then uh, as an underdog in Centralia last week, a team they lost to in week two, Centralia gets the bye in the home game for a reason, and to really just stick it to the Panthers last week um, in Centralia, and um, certainly some things to take forward, and we'll, we'll be thinking about that as head into the offseason. Yeah, I know Blake hit it, hit the hammer on the nail, he said it perfectly, and it's more than you know just the game and everything but these guys will take in these memories and these times that they got to be a part of being a part of this prestige program and all the memories that they made with their coaches and their 
teammates is something that they'll remember for years to come and down the road when they're older and they have grandkids and you know children as well but this definitely a successful season all the way around and great year for Hallsville absolutely we're going to step aside for a second hopefully get to talk to coach Connors here so make sure to not go anywhere stay tuned to what we can see from him and give us our final insights here not only on the game but on the season final score 57-8 Hallsville falls in the district championship game the Bobcats are district champions we'll be back in just a few minutes on the show me sports network You've been listening to Hallsville Indians Football on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians Football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments away from the exclusive post-game show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10. Doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools but it's also an educational experience for the students involved because high school activities are about learning life values your friends at this local radio station and the missouri state high school activities association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone when you attend your next game do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. At Hallsville School District, our educators do more than just teach. Lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom. For students to succeed, it takes an entire district-wide team. Join Hallsville School District's team today, now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions. Visit Hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. Role models are more important than ever in today's society. You can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event. 
Good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions. So the next time you attend a sporting event, remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. This is the Hallsville Indians postgame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the Indians. Exclusive postgame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. This is the Hallsville Indians postgame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the Indians. Exclusive postgame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society. Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Here on the Show Me Sports Network post-game show. Thanks so much for everyone for sticking with us as we're getting set up here. And coming right into the post-game show with me, head coach of Hallsville, Justin Kinders. Coach, obviously not the outcome wanting in the district championship game. Just um, initial thoughts so far on how this thing wrapped up for you guys. I think the toughest thing is, you know, looking those seniors in their faces and in their eyes and seeing the tears and trying to fight back the tears yourself just because of what those – 
young men have given this program over the past four years and um, it's pretty special to me with that group just because that's the group that I came in with here when I took this job back in 2019 and uh, not the way that I wanted it to end for those guys you know um, but I will tell you this um, at halftime one of the things I said to them is that I, I did not want to see any quit in us uh, there's so many more life lessons that are learned through the game than the X's and the O's and one of the things that I wanted to make sure that happened was that we went out there and we fought till the end no matter what happened and and we knew we had a tough task obviously with you know a 50 spot at halftime and and us having zero but I, I wanted to make sure that we you know manufactured at least one good drive and got in there and you know it's a tough team I mean they're they're fast they're physical they're big at every spot uh, the offense is very very hard to uh, defend and, uh, you know, I wasn't, you know, obviously thinking that we were going to give up this many points to them tonight. But you know what? Uh, some nights are not your night, and tonight definitely was not ours. Well, how about that for you guys to get the ball at the end of the game? Um, still had had trouble scoring. And to go the length of the field, which you did, capped off by a couple big runs, one by Harrison Fowler and the other by Colt Nichols, with not a lot of time on the clock. I mean, that's that says a lot about your team because it could have easily been let's run the ball three times, train it to triple zeros, and go home. But instead, you guys go score eight points. Yeah, you know, that's the big thing, too, is the positive you take out of it, like I said, is, you know, them answering the, the bell and, you know, us saying, hey, don't, no quit in you and not hanging their heads. And, and obviously, they knew the game was over. But to finish a drive and Harrison to have the big run that he had and then obviously for Colton Nichols to put it in and for Harry to get the, the two-point conversion, that was big for us. You know, you definitely want to cap off their, their senior season with a score at least. And, you know, like I said, didn't go our way tonight. But I, for the way this season went, it's been it's been a roller coaster of injuries all season long, and to finally feel like we were really hitting our stride at the right time, um, you know, felt like we had a chance, and uh, we did not play our best football tonight. And Bowling Green played extremely well. Coach Kiner is joining us here on the post game show. We talked about this a little to a couple minutes ago. After the California loss, it's like team could have lied down, but instead come back with back to back playoff wins. That's another thing too, where you look at it, and it's like there's just. You can't find an ounce of quit anywhere in the team. No, and that's one of the things I'm most proud about with this group is I think we're down to about 33 kids. I mean, it's not a lot of kids. And, and you got, you know, majority of our guys going both ways, playing every snap, and there's never been quit. Our practices over the last three weeks have been tremendous. This week's practice was, I mean, it was spot on. We just knew that it was going to be a fight, and it was going to be a physical fight every single play. I told our D linemen that, you know, whenever they're trying to defend this offense, it's going to be like a board drill. It's going to be like you have to win this board drill every single play if we were going to have a chance for this football game. And just the way they come out of the huddle, they come out of that sugar huddle and they hit it so fast, it's it's very hard to defend. And if you just miss one read, um, you know, they could take it the distance with their athletes. All right, I won't keep you too much longer, but what's that like um, for your guys? You talked about the tough interactions with your seniors after the game, but two, the scene of with all the parents down here on the side on as they come off the field. Just take us a little bit through that. It's emotional. You know, I'm sitting here right now just – I'll obviously think about this on the ride home, but just the support that these these fans give us, all these parents. I mean, if you could be behind the scenes and see everything that goes in and, and just the love and, and how much the parents really care about their kids, the community cares about our program. I mean, even on a cold night tonight, we still had a great crowd here tonight, you know, a great student section, and, and that, that can't go unnoticed. And uh, I appreciate those guys and, and the families more than they'll ever know. And like I said, you want nothing more than for these seniors to win a district title on their way out. But so many lessons and so many ball games have been won over the past four years for these young guys. They've won two district titles. They've been in it four years in a row. Um, you, you can't be too mad about that, you know. And so they'll go on and, and we'll, we'll have a banquet here in a few weeks and, and we'll celebrate all of those moments and all of those milestones that, that we have hit along the way and, and really celebrate those seniors as well. All right, Coach Will. 
you seem to hit most of it right there. Anything else from you before we let you go? No, I just want to thank everybody that's listening in. And uh, I know it wasn't the outcome that our, our program and our town, our community wanted tonight. But I'm going to tell you what, if you could have been at practice these last three weeks, um, you know, just like we talked about a minute ago after that California loss, we really challenged our guys. And, and we said, hey, we're a much better football team than we've been showing. We switched some things up defensively. We got better. We practiced better. Um, and those last two weeks, you saw a completely different football team on the defensive side. And so I'm very, very proud of that. And I just want to thank all of you guys out there listening for all of your support and, and just know that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be back next year. And uh, we got a lot of work to do. We lose a huge class this year. Uh, but, you know, it's always exciting with all those new young faces coming into the program. So thank you guys for all your support. And thank you guys for all the wonderful coverage that you've given our program this year. We appreciate you being so interactive with us both before and after the games every single week. So safe travels back to Hallsville. That's just going to about do it for Coach Connors here on the postgame show. Justin and I will give you our final thoughts and wrap things up for the final time this season. Back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. The score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time, but the actions of players, coaches, and spectators leave lasting impressions. The next time you attend a high school game, think of how history will remember you. Choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. Remember, the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools but it's also an educational experience for the students involved because high school activities are about learning life values your friends at this local radio station and the missouri state high school activities association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone when you attend your next game do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship you'll be teaching a positive lesson and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of missouri at Hallsville School District, our educators do more than just teach. Lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom. For students to succeed, it takes an entire district-wide team. Join Hallsville School District's team today, now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions. Visit Hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. Back on the Show Me Sports Network post-game show for the final time this season. Hallsville falling in the district championship 57-8. to So the magic carpet ride stops here in Bowling Green. 
and just about hit on all of it. Got to talk to Coach Kiner, so great just to get to do that as usual. Anything else from you, Justin? No, I just have to say it was a great season all around by the Hallsville Indians, and it was just great to be on the call here tonight at Bowling Green and throughout the season just to cover Hallsville football and just get to know Justin Conyers and see how great of a head coach he is on the field and off the field. Yeah, absolutely. For uh, everyone out there listening, such an enjoyable experience to kind of get integrated with the Hallsville football team and the Hallsville community. So many great interactions that I had throughout the season. Now you and Cam would say the exact same. Blake as well for the couple times he was here. So for everyone that was just a part, even just a small part of the Show Me Sports Network this season, thank you so much for, for that and looking forward to doing it once again in the future because it was such an enjoyable experience and such a fun team to get to cover. But that's going to just about do it for us as we head into the off season. You can stay in contact on the Show Me Sports Network. Find them on Facebook or if you would like to talk with just Justin or I, both of us on Twitter, you can find us at Ben Schmidt and at Justin Kraft. Usernames should pop up if you just search up our names. Would love just to stay in contact with, with everyone because just made such enjoyable connections throughout the season and had such an enjoyable time on the broadcast. But that's just going to about do it for us, for Justin Kraft and Blake Gadsway. I'm Ben Schmidt. Have a great holiday season, everyone. Stay warm, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next time on the Show Me Sports Network. That's going to just about do it is for us tonight, and we'll talk to you again soon. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Indians the best. Exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Pond Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network, your exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football.
Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyright by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. Thank you.